This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time, you'll receive a bonus Star Wars item worth Wakanda forever. Welcome to Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture show. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Antista. Always ice skating uphill. I'm Matt J. <laughs> and uh, vibranium expert, Henry Gilbert. <laughs> I would have said this course it hurts, Chris Antista. <laughs> Hi, we're going to talk a lot about Black Panther today. Big spoilers. But just what you wanted, mm. this episode will be focused almost entirely on white guys mansplaining Black Panther yeah, to you. So, so you're welcome. You're welcome. I want to just pre-apologize. You're welcome already. state something. <laughs> yeah. I said it on bonus time. I know more Africans than I do African-Americans yeah. in the city. Well, uh, <laughs> so, I, though I will, I, I am a major comic fan, if you mm. guys, I'm not just yelling, I'm not saying you guys don't know comics. No, no, no. We normally saying. pick a topic, grab an expert, get some sound clips, and Henry's, Henry knows a ton about Black Panther. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about the the long hard road for black superheroes but we like i did i can tease this i did find uh black para black black panther's vocal origins mm. uh he uh, he did appear in fantastic four i think first so he appears in the fantastic mm -hmm. four cartoon ah uh, yes do you remember who voices him voice. oh I henry do. remembers oh my god my only chance is to stand stock still and hope this generator drowns out my breathing your cleverness, Mrs. Richards. Mm. But even when a panther cannot hear his victim, he can always detect the scent. No! How did you... I have studied your powers well. My speed allowed me inside your force field before you could seal it. And now, In the mid-90s, Eric Bischoff was writing checks with body couldn't cash with Ted Turner's checkbook. Yeah, I, well... <laughs> Keith so, David, motherfucker. If in 1993 you were casting a uh, cartoon show... I want that head gargoyle. The, the only... I mean, what other... Phil Lamar hadn't really started yet, so there yeah. really was no, like african-american in the regular rotation of voice actors yeah. and keith motherfucking david what's he's motherfucking yet? david uh no, no not yet 96 no, yeah wow. not yet uh he had i think really only goliath which is one of the greatest mm. voices ever like oh god keith david, keith david in general yeah, he's the greatest i hope he never dies i don't know why i went from watching the sixth season of community into the monday night wars but <laughs> i'm all up on keith david right now i'm on he a keith david high um, he, he adds a ton of uh, extra legitimacy to anything he's in. So we're going to spoil a bunch of Black Panther stuff way later. Mm. Way later. No spoilers in the beginning. We want to talk real quick about black superheroes. It's good. It is. We liked it, I'm yeah. guessing, right? The movie like, was. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I fucking and, love the movie. And I just got to say, like, we have done the 11 a.m. Then we do a live commentary thing for like two years. I have never seen an audience that packed. Not, not like, that At Alamo Draft House where yeah. everybody shows up, like... Usually I pick a different seat because we get I we get tickets too late yes. and I got to steal someone else's seat. Seeing them in San Francisco, I'm used to not it not being that full at the Elmo. I mean, I also saw it at the Thursday 9 p.m. showing as well in mm -hmm. San Francisco, full house. Full house. It was sold out. The, the, all that shit was sold out. If you didn't get a ticket months ago, when we left the uh, when. Uh, Leaving the theater, we came here in a lift, and our driver was like, "Oh, you guys, we just mentioned like being in a theater." He's like, "You guys see Black Panther? I'm seeing it in like 30 minutes." Yeah. I was like, "Wow!" A guy when we were walking out of the theater, a guy was like, "What movie did you see?" And I was like, "Black Panther," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah." Now it was it was great. You're I've left in a great vibe after that movie. I, I got there like 20 minutes early, and 
I thought there was a. I thought that they hadn't opened yet because there are like forty people outside. Mm-hmm. I've never been there with an full occupied bike rack. I yes, had to park yeah. on a meter, and someone moved my bike. Oh, I was there before it opened when the gate was still down, and there was a line. There was a, that. You had to go upstairs to use the bathroom because the bathroom yes, was full. Henry yeah. can vouch that didn't happen for Star Wars. I've ne- you know, not even on Force Awakens. The the most excited yep, you think some it, people. It didn't happen first. for Star Wars. We there was plenty of seats mm-hmm. in Star Wars. That was not the case. My point being. Uh, Hollywood's been dragging its feet on making a black superhero movie yeah. for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, if you make one, fucking people will show up. Black people will show up. I'll show up. Fuck you. You were all wrong. That's what I wanted to mention. I, I go to the movies a lot, and particularly mm-hmm. that theater. I mm-hmm. go during when it's good movie time. I'm mm-hmm. at that theater once or twice a week, the, yeah. the Alamo Draft House, and that is the only time I have seen more than maybe six non-white people in the audience. I couldn't believe how packed the theater was. Yeah. That's how I felt at the Thursday night screening, too. Just like, I am not used to seeing a San Francisco film on opening night with not 95% white people in the audience. It's it's satisfying as a a comic dork to be like, fuck off. This took too long. You dragged your feet. People would have come. That it took to 2018 when Black Panther is like a 54-year-old character at this point. Yeah. It's it's a long time. And we'll talk a little bit about Black, Black Panther's origins. 52. He feels he feels really old, but I, I like uh even the I mean the Chadwick Boseman oh, the character, character, but I guess is. it's only been a year since he was introduced. Uh 2 years from Civil War. Last year, I know there's been 800 Marvel movies, but Civil I, War was 2016. 2016, so it's been 2 years and it just feels weird because there's been two trailers for a movie that comes out after Black Panther that Chadwick mm. Boseman narrates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, so it feels very strange. He feels like a much older character than he is. The comic mm. book character predates the Black Panther movement. It does. It does. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I try to look into it. I don't think they took their name from that. But um, uh, no. no. Apparently not. But do you know what happened to Black Panther's name because of that? No. They changed it for like, was it one mm. issue or two issues? Uh, they have to write permit with permission so, from Marvel and no, every process. No, no. So what happened was he made his first appearance <laughs> in 66. In Fantastic Four. Uh, then by the next time he would make his second appearance they would both redesign his costume some Mm -hmm. and they by that point people have been like well hey the Black Panther movement is like iffy politically Mm -hmm. is definitely controversial (laughs) I think they're cool (laughs) but if you don't stupid gesture he puts on the newspaper and he's like do I support the Black Panthers Mm. yeah well and so he says that he is his new name is the Black Leopard, which is also a panther. He says, <laughs> and he also says, "Well, I neither oh, condone. No. I, I believe it was, I neither condone nor reject the group uh, that has my name. Like but comment I, and subscribe. I, I sh- <laughs> but I just need to be un- show people I'm unrelated to them. And in a way, isn't a leopard also a panther? Can I, can I get you to cut, loop back around the Black <laughs> yeah. Panther origins? Because I was trying to find the instance of the first black superhero. And it's really hard to find superheroes of color from the golden age period. Well, I mean, when you think of American comic books and where they were published, it was a very white and also Jewish controlled Mm -hmm. media in... Oh, man, I'm sounding crazy now. Sorry. (laughs) I want to take that again. Yes. All right. The Jew-run media. Gotcha. But it was very... It was a a New York media company Mm -hmm. that didn't give access to many people who weren't at least presenting as white and a man. Stanley Lieber, Jacob Kurtzman. These Mm -hmm. people were making the comic books. And those guys are awesome. Awesome. And but the thing is, like, you also had the businessmen ahead above them would just be like, well, we don't want to be controversial. Like, you need to remember in the 40s, they're like, 
You're playing this jazz record? You may as well be murdering white women yeah. right now by playing this. These were Jews Enjoy that had, your hippie lettuce beatnik. <laughs> <laughs> These were Jews that had just fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they maybe didn't they didn't quite understand the plight of mm-hmm. Africans, but they did understand like, hey, we're also othered and we yep. want to help other othered yeah. people. That, so they they liked representation in comics. So that's happened. definitely where Jack Kirby slash Jacob Kurtzberg came from it when he yeah. co-created Panther with Stan Lee. Okay, but let's shout out these guys real fast. Mm-hmm. Undercover uh, brother. No, I, I wish, because I want to talk about Black Dynamite so much, but I don't know if he counts as a black superhero. <laughs> he but he's totally got, counts. He's got a new movie coming out, oh, and black, I love Black Dynamite black so much. He's had his own comic book, too. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but 1934 is what's pegged mm. as the first ever black superhero, and it was a... It's why I don't want to talk too much about this era, because it's all going to be problematic. Oh, um, yeah. uh, it's a, it was a sidekick, Lothar, to Lee Falk's Mandrake the Magician in comic oh, strips. Oh, oh, um, you never... You don't find happy things when you go yeah. to African-American sidekicks in comics. No, never, almost situation. never. Almost yeah. never. But then I, I'd never heard of it. I swear I did this research for another show, and I couldn't figure out where it was. I looked. Uh, but all Negro comics. Mm-hmm. 15 cents, baby. 1947. Uh, a comic book like meant to be written and drawn by all African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And it was called All Negro Comics. That was wow. the term at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. it was uh, it, it contained black versions of all kinds of comic genres. Ace Harlem, a private detective. That sounds fucking awesome. Doesn't it? Yeah, Ace Harlem? Yeah. Uh, and there's only Ace one Harlem, issue, baby. so track it down. Uh, Hep Chicks on Parade. Yeah. <laughs> a nice piece for ladies' fashion. What year was this? 1947. Yeah, I want to look wow. this up. The year Roger Rabbit takes place. Mm. Um, uh, and as well as Lion Man. Lion Man. Mm. One of the first that solo sounds, black superheroes. That it sounds but, related to Black Panther, honestly. With a sidekick <laughs> named Bubba. Nice. Uh, Bubba, mm. it's it's weird because almost every black superhero at this point is going to be in a loincloth or I mean, well, an African tiger. Even the best, even the best intentions mm-hmm. of don't media right from then, they they don't age well. You could say even even the best intentioned mm-hmm. ones, and that will be about stuff now too. There's well intentioned stuff being made now that 50 years from now we're going to be like, ooh, I wish Oof. they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But man, that looks sweaty. Why they, <laughs> they society really hard. changes. Society changes, and hopefully for the better. They not do, always, including but... Marvel's own whitewash. Oof. Uh, yes. A character yeah. named White, a black yeah. character named Whitewash. Uh, I, I He's d- a member of the uh, yeah, what the y- Young Brigade, the Young Allies, the Young Allies, led yes. by whom? Bucky, Bucky Which, Barnes, yeah. oh, the Winter cool. Soldier. He was, uh, and he is a horrible stereotype. White <laughs> Wash. Mm-hmm. Only the only way he's not the worst stereotype is because, like Will Eisner, who is the greatest ever in comic mm-hmm. storytelling, yeah. he had a worse African American sidekick <laughs> for the Spirit. He only so White Wash only looks better compared to the one who the spirit had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just sad it's a fucking bummer yeah if you remember in uh, New Frontier the throwback to what if the yeah, Justice oh, yes, League yeah. formed during uh, or right post World War II they do invent a black guy mm-hmm. because they're like DC didn't have any yeah. so oh, we yeah. made the coolest guy ever well that's you look at Marvel and DC they were of two two styles on DC was just like we will not have a black man ever Yeah. and then meanwhile Marvel was like oh we'll have a black character but we don't know how to do this without a stereotype, and we're not going to employ a black person to tell us not to. He's either gone to prison or was a football yeah. star. Yeah. That's the so, only way. Though you think of it like films at the time, too. It was either is a completely whitewashed film or the African-American actor, and it has to play a horrible stereotype. Well, it, so they're either not employed or defamed. And it's I, it's I a think, sad choice. Uh, we've told the story on another show, but in like right around here... 
is where William Gaines was making. Um, I was going to bring this up. I'm oh, in this, in this area. In, in this area. I wasn't going to. No, no, no. Sorry. In this time period. Oh, that time period. In this yes. time period where he was making Tales from the Crypt, Weird Science, yeah, and Comics. I'm trying to remember the name of the story. But it was an astronaut who never took yeah. his helmet off and mm-hmm. witnessed racism on another planet. Robot racism. Robot racism. Two robots, different colors. Mm-hmm. How can and they get along? The end of the comic, he removes his helmet and it reveals he's a black man. Mm-hmm. And he's sweaty. Uh, it, that's the <laughs> first time, I think, the first time in the history that I've read that where people like, we really need to talk about this because mm-hmm. the, the yeah. first thing the publisher says like we're not printing this it was the comics code yeah. actually that said mm-hmm. like no you can't publish this not the government the comics regulating itself mm-hmm. it's what pushed him out of the industry mm-hmm. yeah pretty much yeah. This. I mean he had other examples of this where so yeah the guy takes his helmet off it's a black guy mm-hmm. so they said you can't put the black guy in the comic book so he was like oh, I'm gonna fucking put this black guy in the comic book I'm gonna put him in the comic book and if you try and censor it I'm gonna hold a press conference and you'll have to answer why you yeah. won't have a black guy and in this comic book to be executives and to get mm-hmm. a tiny win they said Take all the sweat off his face. He can't be yeah. sweaty. Yeah. He so, can't be sweaty. I'm still an executive. What I say goes. So in the 60s, as civil rights movement, mm-hmm. anti-war movement, all these movements are happening, DC is still like, no, it's the 50s. We are not. It's still the 50s. We're not going to recognize this. So Marvel, to be the opposite, and also because I think they were definitely the more liberal of the two, they were very clear. I'm like, you know what? No, Spider-Man is going to sw- swing by protesters and give mm-hmm. him a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a black character. We're going to do all this stuff. They're, they aren't going to engage with it perfectly, yeah. but they did have good intentions. Mm-hmm. And I, I they don't want to sound like I'm support. covering for it. But. No, no, no. Because like, I think there were a bunch of artists who fought mm-hmm. who fought in a way that is good, that should be considered valiant, even if their efforts look paltry or... Well, Jack Kirby now. even a, a lived to apologize for some of the yeah. stuff he'd done. Like he knew he knew he fucked up early in his career, and he mm-hmm. tried to make up for it. And so, but you know who didn't? Mm-hmm. Dell Comics Oof. with yeah. Lobo, <laughs> comics first African American cowboy you gunslinger. Yes, yeah. he got two comics, two solo comics in a uh, starting in 1956. Lobo, Lobo, 56. Lobo. Oh. And, well, that, that's the wonderful thing you read. Uh, cowboys mostly black. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not Django? And yeah. then in perfect, mm. in perfect American form, they then ditch all that history and like, mm. no, 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 it was all these white guys yeah, killing. Yeah, it was killing John Indians. Wayne. John Wayne, this, this yeah. fat, sweaty, heavily breathing white man. He definitely he just ate like eight steaks and has kind of been constipated yeah. for a week. Just he's, like he's yeah, smoking, yeah, he's walking around his own hemorrhoid. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and like fucking. Uh, and we, I'm not to skip over Black Panther. I just the mysterious case of Power Man. A oh, government-funded Nigerian comic. Oh, okay. Uh, not Luke Cage. Yeah, okay, they changed the name to Power no. Bolt, mm-hmm. but it was drawn by Dave Gibbons, oh, and they really? released it in the UK later on. I did not know What that. year was this? Uh, it's 1975, but only it was originally drawn only for Nigeria. Gibbons is still drawing comics. I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and he hasn't and become a total nutcase like others of No, he's different. the one that DC had to go to be like, we want to write books about this Watcher movie. Can you be the guy we talk to? We have you yeah, at the least other guys do crazy. press conferences. They, changed, they had to change. Snake God. They had to change the name. He's one of these guys. Which one was it? Who is his only weakness is snake bites. <laughs> it's, it's, I forget which one it that's is. That's a hell of a weakness. That's um, like bullets. Yeah, I know. And like that's a very specific weakness yeah. too. Oh, like, having my throat slit yeah, is I'm, my one I'm weakness. I'm going to see this coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means you have to have multiple stories of like that uh, the villain always has to be like, well, I have eight snakes with yeah. me too. We yeah. At all times. I'm made of snakes. Uh, the, uh, but then they changed his name to Power Bolt to not encroach on a Marvel character once they wanted to re-release 
that comic abroad because a power man had popped up in other territories and he is whom? That's Luke Cage, Luke Cage baby. Yeah. 1972. But uh, so Marvel again trying to, well, not trying to, co-opting intentionally mm-hmm. what was popular at the time. They had mm-hmm. always done that. Marvel's always tried to do that. And I, that is good for good and ill. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, he was teamed up with kung fu characters. And mm-hmm. why Ghost Rider, they're like, well, people like evil can evil. Well, what if it was a skeleton on a motorcycle? Yeah, so I think their, their inaugural efforts can always be politely and justifiably knocked. Mm-hmm. But the way Luke Cage settled into the Marvel Universe is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's great that we have Luke Cage. The hero yeah. for hire. Well, yeah. he, he was the guy who was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save Harlem. But, you know, I got to pay my bills. And yeah, this takes I got to get paid. Time. I mean, one of the best silly old ones is him demanding payment from Dr. Doom and Dr. Doom's like I don't gotta pay you and he mm-hmm. goes all the way to Latveria to demand <laughs> to get his money it was like 20 bucks too it yep. was like some great amount of money and uh, there's a great uh, like 80's X-Men comic where Storm goes to Harlem and talks to him mm-hmm. and you think that's gonna be super problematic but it's pretty good future it's Mrs. Like, Black Panther but Black Panther yeah exactly yeah. Uh, launched in 1966 like uh, in Fantastic Four number 52 52 yep mm-hmm. what two issues after the Galactus story is over the introduced Black Panther that's how fast everything is moving within a couple issues of that is one of the greatest Marvel comics of all time this man this monster Mm -hmm. they just throw they're firing on all Stanley but especially Jack Kirby are uh, like going so gangbusters great at that time and the issues right before Galactus were Inhumans yeah like they were yeah. just introducing like thing after thing after thing yeah that was Jack Curry just like well I mean I've been working for 20 years but I still have 8,000 ideas mm-hmm. I'll just put it all on these mm-hmm. pages it only bums me out that like we, we got a Black Panther movie mm-hmm. which I thought you told me just five ten years ago I'm like that's not gonna happen I felt pretty sure it never would they can't give a white woman a movie yeah. like we're not yeah. gonna give a black dude a movie yeah I just I, I thought it wasn't man, gonna happen men beat race but it, but it did <laughs> Wonder Woman has a movie mm-hmm. and the Fantastic Four have to sit it all out yeah. to kind of wrangle it all together it does Such make a me bummer. sad that Black Panther mm-hmm. has to be unrelated to the Fantastic Four yeah. and mm-hmm. also because Doctor Doom is truly his one of his greatest nemesis because they're so they're similar <laughs> they're both monarchs yeah, hemisphere. well I was going to say they're both monarchs of a country mm-hmm. that is hyper scientific they both have their own awesome suits built out of their own shit and they're the biggest geniuses in the world of course they would fight each other all the time yeah. And it works. And they're both very stuck in their ways and want to change the mm-hmm. way their countries are uh, are stuck in the past. Yeah. And who created Black Panther? Stanley and Jack Kirby? Stanley Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly, like, I, you can't really say, but mostly Kirby. Mostly I mean, Kirby. Probably. Yeah. With some uh, soliloquies by Stan Lee Stanley as he's on his way word, out the yeah. office. And you can look at the pages and they're like, boy, this stuff with the uh, all of them and their very stereotypical spears and leaf dresses. You're like, mm, you could have... Could have drawn this a little better. That's why I thought this movie was like almost too batshit an idea to like work with the general public, and I'm yeah. shocked that it like came over so like the world is finally ready for something not only fantastic but foreign. Though also, I think Jack Kirby loved Black Panther mm-hmm. more than most of his characters because when he so he leaves Marvel in the late mm-hmm. '60s, comes back in the '72, I believe it was or '75, mm-hmm. and when he comes back. The first book he does is Black Panther. Really? And it's the that book is fucking wild. Like it's it's him after he creates the new gods. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically a new god story starring Black Panther where they are chasing after the bronze no, the brass toad. They're like, <laughs> Now you have the brass toad, Princess Zandra. Yes. The well, that's that's the thing you find with characters like Black Panther. Their solo issues come and go, but 
writers who were introduced to him at any point in history love him and bring him back constantly. Mm-hmm. He and, much off more often was in team books, mm-hmm. specifically the Avengers, than he would appear even in his own series. Mm-hmm. Like it was a long time before he got his own series after Black after Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. In the late seventies, there was a series called. Uh, I believe it was uh, Jungle Adventure, yes. which starred a very a, a stereotypical white savior Tarzan ripoff dude, and the one of the writers or editors in Marvel, also a white guy, said, "How can we have a series set in Africa that doesn't star Black Panther? Like we're stealing a book from yeah. Black Panther." So Black Panther took it over, and it was a really good, probably the best Black Panther story to that point. Mm. In that they they just collected it in one of those. Marvel does these great things called epic collections, which are just cheaper <laughs> collections of books that nobody particularly loves but liked. They're books that were like out of print for a long yeah. time, and now they're like, hey, 25 bucks, you can get like 60 issues. That yeah. completest one. It'd be nice to own like the entire chronology of Black yeah. Panther, but I know I probably will never read it because it's going to be real difficult. Yeah. And you still buy it even though you paid for a year of Marvel Unlimited, because Marvel Unlimited sucks. I forgot to it's renew that two good. years ago. I just bought a year of it, and I'm like, why? I bought a year of it to make me feel better about pirating old comics. Because <laughs> if, if a comic is from 60 years ago, I'm like, all right, put all of it on my Kindle, and I'll uh, read it. Is, is, does Black Panther have like a Def, not a definitive run, but one you can point people to. Yeah, yeah the the one. Uh, well, honestly, Tanahisi Coates is doing a definitive ish run is now, but done? I just can't. No, he's not. He's still going. I that's the only comic not starring a white man that didn't get canceled this year. Yeah, okay. it's pretty shocking. Even Miss Marvel. Uh, okay, Miss Marvel's still around, but most comics about a gay person mm-hmm. or a non-white man uh, did just get canceled, including like She-Hulk, uh, Iceman, Iceman mm-hmm. who was who's now gay. Uh, there's another. There's another. I think it was Gwenpool. Oh, uh, America. Oh uh, yeah, her America, book got canceled. Yeah. Gwenpool, but, I think, is on the bubble or just got canceled. Oh, yeah. oh, but okay, so the Town of Easy Coast run is great if you want to read a current run. Yeah, I only read the first couple issues now. But also the Black Panther series from the late '90s, written by Christopher Priest, mainly with art by Mark Texera. That Christopher Priest was, I believe. The first African American who regularly wrote Black Panther. And he's I he's the Quantum and Woody guy. Quantum and Woody guy. Worked, I, I somehow stumbled upon that way back. Like a, it's Dynamite Comics. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it's fan, oh well, it's, yes. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it, it, it holds be, up real well. Nineties indie classic. That's up there with like Scud. It's and, really good. It became Valiant and also acclaimed. Comics Valiant. As well. It's Valiant. Oh, well, it's sorry. Valiant, but also acclaimed. Acclaimed. Yeah. The co- acclaimed game comics. publisher owned it. Oh, Tarak, what'd you do? Uh, but yeah, now Priest didn't want to do it for the longest time and then we came to it, he's like well I'm writing my Black Panther story and I bet you won't approve this pitch because it's too crazy and Marvel was ready to try and did it and they were bankrupt just yeah. what two oh, years oh, yes. before yeah so. they they were trying to get themselves pulled back together but so they released a news story that said Marvel offered Sony all the rights to all the Marvel Universe for the same amount of money oh. Black Panther made on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Sony said no. They were so And Sony said no. And that wasn't even the first time they had done that because it's... in the 70s Stan Lee was like, "All right, I'm done with this comic book bullshit. I'm moving to Hollywood." And I'm he a went Hollywood there. Superstar. He went there and just like took treatments for Marvel movies that he did not pay people to write for him and just like went all around Hollywood and everyone in Hollywood was like, "We're not going to make this." Until yeah. Golden Globus made a Doctor Strange movie that they took the serial <sighs> numbers off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole big mess that you can yeah. read about in Marvel the Untold Story, which uh, is a fantastic 
$25 million. That's how much they offered Sony mm. for the entire Marvel Universe. For the Marvel Universe. Universe. For the Marvel Universe. Yeah. The X-Men. And they settled on Spider-Man for $10 million. Man. And Black Panther made $25 million the day before it was released. Thursday night. Thursday yeah. night. So the, the, yeah, but that Black Panther run by Priest mm. is great. I mm. think you get... It introduced so many things that when you read older Black Panther comics, mm. you're like... Oh, that isn't there. Especially after you see the movie, you're like, "Yeah, wait, where's the Dora Milaje? Oh, there they were only created by Christopher Priest for this run. Oh, here's Ever K. Ross. Oh, he's only was created for this run by Priest. Like, I might have touched on some Priest stuff, but there's a ton of characters in the movie that I don't know very well. Yeah, well, because then following him, they really Priest's run really re-energized the character. The multiple. Uh, african-american writers particularly got on the series and they got a bunch of a solo run that really went somewhere especially the reginald hudlin run Mm -hmm. which is when he married storm in the series it it became a bit of a trope and was discussed when tani uc coates took over black panther that like when a black guy wants to write for marvel they give him black panther yeah and it really pissed a lot of people off because they're like i want to write spider-man it's a real catch 22 because you can definitely I tell. Captain America. He's not black yet. Yeah. No, he was no, for a little while. No woman or I believe black man has been the regular writer on, uh, say, Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Never has been. They just uh, they haven't given it to them, and and you, so you're wondering like, well, why don't they give that opportunity to somebody who isn't white? But then on the flip side of that, you're like, if they gave a white dude Black Panther or mm-hmm. Luke Cage so there would be grumblings of like you couldn't sure. find a black writer to give this to and so it's just well, as Marvel's like, in a crappy situation as of 2008 there. none yeah. of that shit was happening back I, in the I day. mean with some comic fans but yes most comic fans didn't give a shit yeah. Yeah. There, were, there, was, there were conversations about it but it wasn't things that you know comic book clickbait articles are written about every day now but it'll, it'll only be harder because, or easier because like mm. now black panther's in, officially part of the mainstream that's really neat he's, he has become mainstream officially now he, which is pretty great he could be the new iron man it's like really the way weird. this movie ends there they might be like hey he's the new guy yeah it's really could be it's really strange you know what um is, are we cool with black panther for now we're gonna still avoid spoiler subjects mm. um we're just gonna talk to you real quick Don't spoil real quick man. about the long hard road to get to a big official bona fide black superhero movie when we get back commercial alert put the vcr on pause Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Laser Time. I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Geek Fuel, that awesome little mystery box of surprises that gets sent to your door once a month or however much you want. I like Geek Fuel a little more than the other mystery boxes out there. Uh, they tend to contain six to eight items, usually an exclusive t-shirt and some rare comic books and, and some art prints, and I think that makes them a little bit better. Obviously, previous Geek Fuel boxes have featured stuff like Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Game of Thrones, pint glasses, cards, posters... But I happen to know for a fact that this month features none other than T'Challa, Black Panther. Also allegedly contained within the box, maybe something with Castlevania, Ninja Gaiden, and Big Trouble in Little China. So there's something for 80s fans out there too. Each Geek Fuel box is guaranteed to contain a $50 value and you can get started for as little as $14 a month plus shipping and handling. And once again, you can order through geekfuel.com slash laser time and receive a bonus Star Wars item for $20 absolutely free. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1987. In the future, the world has survived. Romance has not. 
Right, so we'll say a dinner, complete sexual encounter, <laughs> optional episode in the morning, right? I gotta run this past my own lawyer. Pleasure is strictly business. But it will be possible to have the perfect mate. A Cherry 2000. What the hell is this? I want okay. to see this so bad, Black Diana. Mirror. All right, so... This looks insane. So that's the basic setup. This guy, this guy has a sex bot, and it breaks, and he wants... <laughs> he wants a new... He wants the exact same model of sex bot, so he has oh. to go out beyond civilization to go find the warehouse full of the sex bot that oh, he wants. Oh, because it's like an older one? It's weird. Do you think he, like, gets to the warehouse, and they're like, ah, oh, yes, the old model, the one with the extra small vagina, and he's like, no, I just like... <laughs> I just like how she looks. It's it's ah, like, you no, want no, you the want tiny Jenny. Yeah, oh yeah, we don't make this anymore because no one's dick small enough to fit this thing. <laughs> no, you don't need to say that. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. Laser time, second segment. Uh, coming in with a Meteor Man theme song. You know why. Uh, and what did you just say off mic? Like, you- uh, I've seen almost every movie on this list, and that's that's rare for a laser time list, but I, I like to go out of... I like to see movies that show me things I'm not used to seeing, mm-hmm. and if you put a black guy in a superhero costume, that's almost always it's, something I've never seen. It's mm-hmm. rare, and that's air quotes, but like when we were ki- when we were this age, and I'm avoiding things that qualify as probably black superhero movies from before. We I want to talk about Undercover Brother. Uh, Undercover Brother's fantastic. I avoided black exploitation. Dolomite, just like, in a way, is a superhero. Yeah, yeah. it he's is, the, and I've seen tornado. them. I've seen them a billion times. I love those films. I just mm-hmm. watched Superfly. They are. <laughs> Low-level superheroes. Dolomite but punches people through walls. He does, he but does. they don't wear a costume. They're not a superhero in the Batman Superman. But the same tradition. thing. The audience comes with to the theater with the expectation of a superhero. And Ra- and Ryan Coogler talks about this too. That like is he is a kid lacked aspirational figures for mm. he was a dork he read comic books but he lacked an aspirational figure for him to david chappelle dave chappelle had a hilarious joke about this too he said uh, back in the 90s he said i watched the hulk you know i'm black he's green close enough because he had <laughs> yeah. he had nobody else yeah. like he had nobody else and um meteor man got shit on uh, quite a bit but like i mm-hmm. well, sorry that my intro was that like I was dying for superhero movies. They did not exist. Marvel wasn't making them. DC was it like... It was like once or twice a year. Once a decade, DC would make a... I remember being a teenager and people being like, the superhero boom will never die. And mm-hmm. it was when we were, we had like Spider-Man and the Daredevil was next year. And that yeah. was like, oh my God, it's already another movie? That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but but it, that wasn't always the way. And Meteor Man got shit on. I love Robert Townsend, by the way. Oh my God. He doesn't get enough credit. You can't not love him. He's the best. Hollywood Shuffle is amazing. And Meteor Man... Is not good, mm-hmm. but it's not good for the same reason Superman 1978 is not good. It's a it's a crowd pleasing half a sitcom mm-hmm. family movie. Mm-hmm. It's right, not. It's just like an in it, like he's just a fun loving dude. It's well, it's made for kids. Whereas like mm-hmm. you go see Black Panther, and, like that's trying to reach as many people as possible. He's a dad, right? Uh, yes, he's a, he's so a school it, teacher. It's a, dad. a magical dad movie. Yeah, one of my favorite genres. Meteor Man's in town. He's come to save the world, one neighborhood at a time. Media man. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's oh, that dancing! I love it. Wonderfully, it's, awesome. it's amazing to watch. And it, but it like it got shit all over. And just like the way Hollywood used to work, like Meteor Man fails. 
that'll define for like five years. Like the public doesn't want a black superhero it's your movie. It's your excuse forever. Yeah, like, Catwoman like, was the same thing, huh? Catwoman was the same thing. A they little don't want a woman yeah. or a black person it, for for female superhero movies. I remember some we got some executive using that in public. That like, was oh, fuck yourself. That was in the leaked Sony emails that Ike Perlmutter, a wonderful man. Uh, he, <laughs> hey, he don't went, drink a second diet coke. When he was being put, some people were going like uh, in an email exchange. We should make us well, female superhero movies like. Well, Supergirl Black... Uh, and Electra. Supergirl, Electra, and Catwoman failed, yeah. so obviously there's no market for it and we'll never make it. All these yes. shitty movies we barely tried to years make. years when, yeah. when the people involved didn't give a shit. There is more... In the movie Supergirl, the sign for Popeye's fried chicken is more lovingly <laughs> shot than any character in that movie. But it has Jimmy Olsen in it. You should see exa- it. It's tied in. No one well, gave a shit they didn't cross over any of the other characters. You could have tried harder to make this work. Well, that leaked... And, I mean, that leaked email showed that I... To me, that mm-hmm. I think Ike Perlmutter was just looking for an excuse to not make a movie starring a woman. That's, maybe. That's more what it felt like. Maybe. And I still think that's bullshit. Can't but it was Scarlett Johansson, one of the most bankable movie stars in the for world. For real. She gets, well, gets top-line top other movies and she's I in the Marvel now, Universe. We still don't have a Black Widow movie. I mean, I bet now he's probably probably saying well you see Ghost in the Shell that failed it's probably because she's not a bankable mm-hmm. star and it didn't fail because mm-hmm. remember China they love garbage oh yeah it actually did do they well. love garbage not, yeah Jennifer um, Lawrence is making a rip off one right now that's basically like well they won't make one so let's make a Black Widow movie oh yeah mm-hmm. that's right whatever that movie fuck it's I, called like Red Something too mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll go down great um, yeah it's gonna be good I'm gonna watch it no I'm not Once Charlize Theron's movie was basically a Black Widow yes. movie too which you enjoyed Atomic right Blonde. I did I loved Atomic I, I liked half of it I didn't like yeah, the, I got, it got real bad reviews from people I know wanted to really like it well i went well, into it like i'm gonna love this mm-hmm. tonight because it's a lady james bond mm-hmm. yeah. i really liked it but what i really liked about it was i think my favorite part was her girlfriend in the movie mm-hmm. she had also been in the mummy and i was like oh you're actually oh, really? good you she was the mummy in the tom cruise mummy movie mm-hmm. and then when i saw her and i was like oh you're good you're actually good at this oh man if you're listening to this before you see black panther and you're waiting to listen to the second half of the episode when you see that mission impossible six trailer <laughs> the whole time they're talking to tom cruise about how he's destroyed everything just think think that the guy is telling you about the dark universe yeah <laughs> it so well i think that he's telling you about like he's fucking, like i think he's telling you about henry cavill's facial hair <laughs> i finally not see. laugh out loud the second i saw he's it. like oh, he's gosh. like we gave you an opportunity and you destroyed everything <laughs> you had such a good chance and then uh one you year millions one <laughs> yeah. year later 1994 black super got another shot in a city plagued with crime <laughs> when hope is gone Help is out of reach. Please help me. Hey, get off the car, you bum! Only one man can stand in the way of evil. Look! I'm a crime fighter! (laughs) (laughs) Blank man. Slapped me around and called me Susan. Ah! I warned you, Susan! I it's, do love Damon Wayans' scream. I he, forgot how good he is. That he gets a little men on film in those screams. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, it's it's not connected with In Living Color. I am positive. Well, they'd have to pay Fox or something. Like I am positive he wanted to do a handyman movie. You know he did because that was so did. popular. He's in half his, handyman. It is, in that it is movie. one of the most inappropriate things I grew up with that everybody mm. was doing impressions of. In the he's still yard. trying to do a what's the clown's homie? Homie. He's still homie trying clown. to do a homie movie. He talks about it every like five years. I mean, he looks. I've seen Damon Wayans lately. He still looks pretty young. He can play homie. 
the clown yeah. today. You put oh, that man. makeup on him. He's another one. Like we were just talking about Robert Townsend. Like Damon Wayans is one of those guys. Like please never do anything bad. I love mm-hmm. you so much, and you mean so much to me as a kid that uh, I hope you're. I the did best. laugh. Bad like personally bad, not bad you, movies. Damon Wayans did uh, a sitcom in the late '90s, and he. I remember in an interview he revealed like this is based on my real family before I got divorced from my wife. What is that? Mm-hmm. That's one with Gina from. Uh, yeah, Martin. What was yeah. it? I watched every episode of the show. Such could not tell you what. Title. I feel like it would have been called the Damon Wayans. No, it has no, a real it, like these my wife and kids. I think, oh, that's exactly yeah, what it's called. I think it is it's, called, it's called my, I watched every episode of that show and could not have told you a minute ago what yeah. it was called. Oh, was that not, prove it to me that's not a Tim Allen sitcom. <laughs> prove <laughs> exactly, it to me. Yeah. And Damon Wayans it Jr. Is. is also amazing too. He's really oh, he's yeah. a really oh, funny dude, he, actor. He is great. Yeah. He is we, he is like taken what his dad like he is one of those guys who took an opportunity and has capitalized on it the best way possible by being better than his dad ever was. It's still like him on New Girl, one of the funniest performances on television. And on Happy Endings, he was so Oh, you really gotta watch that. To. Happy Endings great. is the funniest fucking show. When half the cast left for New Girl after Happy Endings was canceled, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so sad. Like, uh, they even made Eliza Cuthbert like mm-hmm. hilarious because they turned her into like a the stupidest food monster ever. Whoa! Like six episodes into the like, no, 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 you're Homer Simpson. You're very dumb. And half of your scenes, you're going to be eating like the most ribs. beautiful woman of like, my upbringing is, yes, uh, yeah. is Homer Simpson yeah. in it, and the girl I'm, next door. Oh, and as a as a uh, non stereotypical, well, as a uh, gay man myself, she too fought who, a panther in 24. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as a as a gay man myself too, I loved Unhappy Endings that mm-hmm. the, they had a like non stereotypical gay dude on the show played by. Uh, the guy who got busted for coke recently, Adam something. He was he was in uh, Iron Man three. Oh, was a joke. Adam Pally. Oh, Adam, Adam Pally. Pally. Yeah. Adam Pally got busted for coke. Look yeah. it up, guys. I mean, I know he does coke because look at him. But yes, I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, anyway, Blank Man. Oh, Blank, Blank Man Greer fucking rules. Fucking too. Dag is in it yeah. as the. As the uh, what do you call him? He's Sidekick, not, I guess. No, right. but he's like, I love Dag so much. He's well, yeah. Dag is always a straight man. He's hilarious. He sucks, huh? Do you love the show, Dag? I would watch it if I someone it. had it. Paul Tompkins Paul was on Tompkins. it. It was really good in the Sherrod Carmichael a, show. He was oh, yeah. A, he was amazing in Carmichael. That yeah. show's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, oh, but Blake it, Man looks really cool, mm-hmm. by the way, when you look at it now. It's filmed expensively. It looks yeah. expensive. Uh, we were just make, we were playing Shadow of the Colossus, and everybody's making fun of the Adam Sandler movie. Ah, mm. stab him in the eye. Rain <laughs> over me. The same director made Blank Man. Mike really? Binder, oh, yes. Wow. Like the mind of the married man. Oh, that fella. was fucking Mike Binder. Wow. For real, for real. I thought every Mike Binder film starred Mike Binder yes. playing Mike Binder. <laughs> Trying to fuck anybody but his wife. Yeah. Um, but it took, And then it took three years to get to, I think, a, a licensed comic character. This guy, yes. this is a big deal. It yeah, was. It, it beat DC and Marvel movies to the this theater. This was a big deal in many ways. Mm-hmm. Evil has a new enemy. Justice has a new weapon. And the world has a new <laughs> hero. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was the Sweet Tooth movie. I, I could not me. laugh at him doing that backflip you... with the two machine guns. That is so ridiculous. No, that's so very spawn. I watched this movie Kinda. like two years ago. I, I I performed a grand experiment on my brain where I was like, I'm going to read the first hundred issues of Spawn and watch Jesus the movie. Christ. I made it like six issues into the comic book and 20 minutes into this movie. Your brain will melt That's what happened. Spawn. My brain it's melts because like I was this... like, Martin Sheen's in this movie? Yes. I don't remember that at yeah. all. And then I was like, Black Dynamite's in this movie? This movie's unwatchable. <laughs> well, he's, he's, well, he's so, Spawn. Yes, it is unwatchable i saw it i saw it, uh release week 1997 in theaters because i was in, seven in 1992 well how dare you be seven uh in <laughs> I 1992 when i was 10 
the coolest thing in the world to me were all the Image Comics because mm-hmm. these were the guys who were awesome at Marvel who now were like, we're too cool for Marvel and we're going to make comics with more blood and swears in it. It was the NWO was like, of comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was like, this is the greatest. And and at the forefront, the best book of those mm-hmm. or the, the hottest book Savage of those. Savage Dragon. Was Spawn. Still going. Spawn. Yeah. Was, it was Spawn by Todd McFarlane. And Todd McFarlane did also make a, a gutsy move of the lead character is black. I will say that he does not present as black in most of his scenes because he is a scarred corpse. Uh, but he's Keith David. Like he's, yes, he's Keith in, David. in the animation he is. There's Nobody's a, fourth Ghostbuster. There's a great moment in, maybe it's in the first issue, where he, yes, he's a black man, he dies at mm-hmm. war, and then he is uh, much later on sort of resurrected as Spawn, but he also comes back in a human body for a little while, and it's a white guy, and he gets oh, he looks in a puddle man. and sees that he has a white face and gets so upset. <laughs> what the fuck happened to me? Yeah, that's exactly. Al- he's so like, no! <laughs> he gets so mad. So that's Al Simmons. That's the name Al of the character. Yeah. I think half the characters in Spawn are named after NHL players. I can't <laughs> truly say that the cartoon, the HBO cartoon, holds up. HBO's brief stab at animated People programming. talk about it like it's as good as Batman the Animated Series, but Absolutely I have not. not. I don't, Absolutely not. When it came to DVD, not. it was like a huge deal. Like cardboard cutouts at FYE of this, of because this it, DVD. Because, and that's but part of it why yet. this is so interesting, because Spawn beat everybody else to market mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was Image Comics. Yeah. It wasn't owned by a giant, giant yeah. conglomerate. Well, but also One guy fun, owned it who could go to a... Todd McFarlane went to numerous companies like give me this much money and creative control no fuck off i'll yeah. go somewhere else and he went he lined up at new line cinema mm-hmm. which was at the time like coming off the freddy movies doesn't have a huge hit the trying mask. to make it they'll the take mask. that gutsy well and the mask they waved their comics they waved their merchandising rights because wow. todd mcfarlane told them to well because he already had them yeah he did yeah. toys for a while so he wasn't going to give those so up. it came out first but it also is weirdly it's pretty compromised because I think the compromise oh, yeah. was that it has to meet PG thirteen and like the comic is the, not no. PG thirteen. And there's also no money. Like they, mm. well, it's not that there's that, no money. Actually, I remember reading in Wizard Comics at the time that they said um, that they had been doing late reshoots because they saw one shot of the cape in the movie in the mm-hmm. in pre-production and New Line's like, "Wow, that does look cool." All right, here's a few more yes. million dollars to get more capes. It's, it's budget doubled. And in 1997, doubled its production budget at the box office. It, the, the domestic box office. It was a hit. It was a hit. It was a hit. That cape now looks like you ever see like the bonus features on a, like a CG like a Shrek movie where they're like, oh, these are the oh, parts here's where, where we, it messes we, up. Yeah, we put like the wrong number in the wrong slot yeah. and it just goes crazy. Here's where somebody's comb falls on the keyboard. And exactly. <laughs> what he That's what the cape. The cape is like, wah, 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 like yeah. it's flying all around. It looks, the, like, looks the, horrible. That's <laughs> the saddest thing is the only effect that holds up in Spawn. 1997 Spawn. Is John Leguizamo crouching in a uh, what's looks, that guy's name? His puppet suit is great as Vindicator. Uh, yeah. The Vindicator. Vindicator. Yeah. He it's, looks, he looks it's really cool. Insane. And he quotes Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's embarrassing. What does but, he say at the end when he's like, "Give me a, give me a little head" or something like that? Because uh, he's just a head left. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but also the spawn in the movie kind of has to do some ridiculous things. But it's also was funny to see in the movie they had to they had to give him a cape that could be any size and chains that could be any size mm-hmm. because Todd McFarlane just drew what he wanted to on a page mm-hmm. so he's like mm-hmm. well this cape is whatever I want it to be on this page his cape isn't a link oh there's like, a scene in the movie where it shrouds his motorcycle oh, and it just yeah. looks like a chunk of a movable CG flying down the freeway <laughs> well, it's so <laughs> grotesque and you feel so bad for Michael J. White when he has to like basically be in zombie makeup when he doesn't have the mask on <laughs> to play hell yeah that's that's my but favorite line McFarland, he was the first guy to, even before Liefeld, he was the guy to draw heroes at, like, ridiculous proportions. Like, one mm-hmm. of the first big books he 
had was the Hulk. He was mm. he was drawing the Hulk in the a late eighties. Perfect 80s. fit for him. Yeah, with the, it was, and it was the the David Hulk. So like, yep. it's the best Hulk run ever. I'm reading them right now actually, and he was he starts out drawing Hulk like the way he'd been drawn for thirty years, which is as like a very big man, and he ends drawing Hulk as like the giant we know him mm. today. The, he's the guy that turned the Hulk into that. Well, and it's underrated what he with, how tiny, he, with the tiny head, obviously. It, yeah, it's underrated how <laughs> no McFarlane fear. changed Wolverine too because yeah. Burn John Byrne had made Wolverine cool in X-Men but he was he was still drawing him in a certain way his claws weren't massive he wasn't like too animalistic they made sense and then and then Todd McFarlane when he draws him for a fight with the Hulk he's like well his 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 claws are twelve inch long mm-hmm. mo- monster knives. Mm-hmm. Like they are not they're not little pokers. They're He's thicker draw. than his wrists at a certain yes, point. Yeah. And it looks cool, but the, if you think about it for ten seconds, you're like, this doesn't work. <laughs> Where do they I, go? I, I want to I want to be the person who makes the argument of Spawn existing outside of the '90s, but mm-hmm. I can't. I logistically no, cannot. It doesn't make any. Every, I cannot do Todd it. Todd has been trying to make a Spawn claimed, two for a million years. Every year he claims we're this year we do it. We're doing it this year. Now turn out the lights. Webbing. He still yes. draws. He still puts out Spawn comics every once in a while, and they're always so terrible. My favorite thing that Todd McFarlane does right now is he has on his Facebook page, he's like, yes. "Watch me draw Spider-Man." Here's all, and he's explaining his rules of Spider-Man or Venom, yeah, or, or Deadpool, Batman or Deadpool, and he and I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah. You you're not just he's some really joke who drew whatever no, like, he's, like Rob Liefeld is." He would put out there are VHS tapes you would buy of like Todd McFarlane, like, "Welcome to the world of Todd McFarlane." Yep. And it's yeah. him in a purple lit room because it's always a purple lit room. Yuck. And he's just like showing you. Or there's that, that amazing one. Of We've got all movie shine. <laughs> it's the, there's an amazing one of all the original image guys and Stan Lee mm. just talking about That's comic hilarious books. where he's criticizing Rob and Todd. Yeah. Uh, Stan you, Lee will not tell you. He will not say what you tell him to say. You can see a great video of that on uh, the YouTube channel H-Bomber Guy who I just fucking mm. love. Yeah. Like he has, it was Stan Lee destroys Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane. <laughs> He's going like, uh, Stanley keeps saying like, can you just draw a foot? Just draw just a draw, foot. Okay. Just draw a foot. Well, How uh, can he carry this many things with him? Now, so many now what would be different <laughs> about this guy from Cable? Or yeah. he says, how does this guy even take his suit off? Yeah. And then Todd thinks he's being clever. Like, well, I mean, you never saw Spider-Man take off his suit. And Stanley's like, you did. You did. <laughs> Spider-Man did. changed quite a bit. Quite a lot. Yeah. Quite a bit. Which uh, was the height. That was like the height of people being like, ah, Stanley stole everything from Jack Kirby and did nothing. But when you see him say things like that you're like oh yeah he, he of course he knows what he was he's the editor-in-chief he did know what yeah. he was doing like, right. and and like within 10 days the movie <laughs> steel yes comes out starring shaquille oh, o'neal now to protect those hey, who can't fight back gang still messing with him worse than ever one man must stand up for the people or maybe the police aren't enough maybe we need a new kind of firepower for ourselves gotcha, friend. what exactly am i supposed to be doing here we make our own kind of weapons to take out the ones in the streets to stop the enemy without hurting them and become a new breed of hero Steel, yeah, John Henry Irons. A it's, film it's, entirely justified by the fact that Shaquille O'Neal has a Superman tattoo. Yeah, it's the only reason we'll, this movie we'll exists. Superman. I think it's very complicated. It's in the wake of the death of Superman. Like this was a character that was introduced. Yeah, yeah. he first appeared in 1993, I believe. Superman died in 92, and then there was the reign of the Superman, where four replacements show up. Mm-hmm. Superboy was my favorite with his 90s fade, but mm-hmm. Steel was Earring. second, and Steel was a black guy who lived in the uh, 
uh, oh, the slums of Metropolis. Mm. I forget what those were called. I'm, I'm failing. It's, it's, uh, he was a former. John Henry character, also another black superhero I didn't mention. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, he's John Henry Irons, which is like, mm. what a stereotype. And but, he was like mm. a former arms uh, man for he the made, military. Yeah, yeah. So and he was taking his military know-how to make an iron. He became an iron man for the street, pretty much. So mm. I, I think called steel. It, it, it did come from, it came from Quincy Jones and Shaquille O'Neal. It only happened because Quincy Jones wanted to make a black superhero. He did. And he wanted... Quincy Jones gets shit done. And man, he's really fun. Any interview you can read with that guy from here on out, I'm down. Uh, but like, and yeah, obviously Shaquille O'Neal likes Superman a lot. Quincy Jones wanted to make it happen. And DC was at a moment in time where it didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. wh- who is this character? How does it relate to the universe? It doesn't matter. They had not made someone a Superman wants... movie in years. Yeah, someone wants to this. license our character and make a movie. Who cares what they do with it? Mm-hmm. And so for a DC fan, you might be displeased, but I'm sure there's kids who grew up loving Steel. Well, they had nothing else. Yeah. Like, and, I had uh, an action figure of this Steel. When Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal in 1997 couldn't be a cooler dude. Like, yeah. It, yeah. But... But what he isn't is an actor, and he's also they had to, <laughs> it's they, had, they had to film the movie like all of his movies around, at the time. They had to film around his basketball at schedule, night. which is very long. At and, night, and yeah, so, it was mostly nights, and this so, is one year after Space Jam when a basketball yeah. star can officially carry a movie. So if you're a younger basketball star like Shaq, mm-hmm. who when are you going to practice your acting exactly? When's that going to happen? <laughs> or when are you going to choreograph a fight scene? Halftime, baby. Do it halftime. I, I, honestly, I'm shocked that the Miami Heat like let him do that. They're like, Is that so, what he was at the time? He was I, the Lakers? I, but, well, no, everyone sense. remembers him as the that. Lakers, but as a Floridian, he was first. He Crap, was ours first. Mm. I built this robot suit. Orlandi, baby. Uh, fly around Metropolis. <laughs> Superman's dead. Uh, we got to <laughs> speed it up, but like, uh, look, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, the true pioneer of the MCU. Hell yeah. Dead. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. Oh. That's a cold-ass line. Oh, man. Cue the fucking 90s music. 1997, 1998's Blade, which mm-hmm. predates X-Men, which are, I think, where everybody attributes the Marvel movie phenomenon mm-hmm. from. Kevin, it, Kevin Feige doesn't. He recently did an interview, and he, he cited Blade oh, cool. as the That's start so cool. of modern yeah. movie, modern comic book movie. And we should. No, Feige's involvement with Marvel films began with X-Men as yeah. well. Yeah. He was an executive But he still, he pointed out Blade. He was, he was like, no, nah, Blade. But Blade, I think Blade really is why we made Blade X-Men. making money, Blade 2 making money, and Blade getting a third movie was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we need to get this shit together. Somebody took our character and made a trilogy out of a character nobody knew. Who had yeah. no comic. They didn't publish a new comic for yeah. him when that was coming out. They only later were like, I guess we should have a Blade comic. He's he was a guy, popular film. He was from the series Tomb of Dracula, yep. which yes. is like not a known Marvel series. He yeah. is the Blackula hunter. Like even, yeah. even in the 90s. <laughs> I only kill Blackulas. In the 90s when some of my favorite char- uh, like 70s characters were co- being updated of like Iron Fist, Luke Cage, a lot of them got new comics blade was really left in the dark in that too he, he was had left a behind. terrible brown coats yeah. and he didn't look anything like this blade and it, i had a trading card of him when i was a kid from uh not from overpower from the next series after oh that. yeah well and he was yeah he was part of the spirits of vengeance team so he's like a fucking sidekick to Ghost Rider. yeah but they i swear to god they painted him white in that card like Ooh. it looked like or they they like tan got, they got exactly he, he, they, they got like light the skin tone they got the lightest he looked persian like they got like the <laughs> lightest color he looked like you like he was hey, your shade. Swarthy, I love he, it. Yeah, he was like your shade. Hey, Cucurbanza, nice but, guy. He looked but like that, a curly-haired white yeah, dude. But that is also like a vacation. <laughs> Steel, uh, Steel and Blade also are similar in that they needed a 
there was a huge star who there was a big time action star or basketball star who happened who was black so then they get a black superhero to make the to make a movie for them mm-hmm. that's that's kind of that's why they dug them up they were wanting to make a wesley snipes film mm-hmm. and they're like well we've got this character a uh, black super yeah, I mean, half, he's also half vampire vampire hunter wesley snipes is a Day dork Walker. too he likes he yeah. he, he wanted and to this make series movie. this series i think would have been like his mission impossible it would have kept going if he wasn't such a dick and get he into a bunch of taxes. financial he seems to have taxes. he seems to have some problems but now on twitter he's making fun of donald trump so i think hey yeah. this uh, this could be the only good movie on this list like I also, truly good I, film. which one one, 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 two, one to three play uh well Blade two is one. two is the best blade movie that movie really rules. i don't oh, like totally any of them, so. yeah but they blade, brought back whistler in kind of a cheap way didn't they i like, guess so yeah blade blade one's good i feel like blade two is a really solid comic book but movie. is donald loge in two uh is he i don't remember uh, he's not i think he's just <laughs> one but, but no, I, th- I think he dies in the first what one, i also loved that about locker i gotta tell you what was fucking crazy about blade to see the first time kids in 1998 was i had never seen a superhero movie where they said fuck never yeah, yeah okay or with had blood okay. motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill yep <laughs> never it happened now but I that's because at marvel <laughs> they don't allow r-rated films and yes. they let that happen shows you how little marvel gave a shit about a blade movie like yeah, yeah do whatever yeah, yeah that's, whatever they're not like. gonna make a logan or a deadpool when they get fox no nope. they deadpool gets grandfathered in but you can bet they, they said not deadpool only the, three or four pg-13 they said there'd be a place for it and they weren't they weren't on the record that all Marvel shit would automatically go to their new streaming service because those Netflix series cannot go. Ah, uh, the yeah. Disney They're, streaming service, right? Yes. It's coming in. They, they, so, so Bob Iger said there's a... Yeah, sure, there could be a place for R-rated Marvel movies I don't believe in the them. universe. They want everyone to see everything. Yeah, but I think without... Like, when your theater isn't your only destination, it doesn't matter anymore. That's why we got the Netflix shows under the Disney umbrella. Mm-hmm. Oh, but so the next one is... is the worst Maybe the ever. biggest Oscar curse of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve says she jumps around like a cat. What should we call her? Catwoman. You heard of her? Oh, yeah. Hot. Black leather. Whip. See, I was—I remember wanting to like never forgive Halle Berry if she never came back to be Storm again. Like you <laughs> sold out already well, to be another superhero. So she like, wasn't good at Storm for for a decade. Yeah. For a decade, they tried to make a Catwoman film. Mm-hmm. It had just been sitting around in development hell. Meanwhile, you've got Halle Berry who's mm-hmm. looking for a big old vehicle. Not only that, just won an she Oscar? was a fan of uh, just won an Oscar, mm-hmm. and she was a fan of Eartha Kitt. Mm-hmm. Eartha Kitt's Catwoman, yeah. like and Eartha Kitt fucking ruled. Justifiably, I didn't realize how cool Eartha Kitt was until relatively recently hearing the stuff about one that she not bragged, but she told the story of she had a three way with Paul Newman and Marlon Brando. <laughs> but, and then second, <laughs> that she God, was, I wish I was there to be was, a fly on that dick. Hey, Sundance. <laughs> that she get, was getting back, and that she was blacklisted for years because from making films because she was against the Vietnam War, like mm-hmm. because she spoke truth to power. But anyway, Halle First Berry racial kiss on TV. Yeah, that's yes, that man. That, she was awesome, but so this this bums me out because I think they oh wait, no that, that was Star Trek that email yeah, that that's, said Shell Nichols yeah. female superheroes don't work. It's like this has the most provably like the the 2004 equivalent of a boom mic falling in the shot yeah. happens every four seconds in this film this it's CG is bad film. you already did this scene For, everyone's yeah. wearing the same clothes from yesterday what's yeah. going on Basket, the basketball scene 
is why I don't complain about the playground scene in Daredevil. <laughs> because <like, laughs> cause there's a lower low doesn't mean it's like, well, this, this gunshot wound is to my foot isn't so bad. And this mo- the, and it's also sort of in the Tim Burton canon mm-hmm. because sort she of. sees a photo of Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> and, yeah. and Catwoman is a spirit that... Pos- it's the crow. They turn yeah. her into a crow. Poor Sharon oh, Stone right. had to play like, well, what's your character? I'm an older woman who hates young women for being prettier. Mm-hmm. Like, Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm like, Faye Dunaway from Supergirl. Leave it alone. It's the exact folding of every fucking woman in a movie. That also happens in the Wonder Woman pilot, the unaired Wonder Woman. Oh TV yes, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and lastly, such a failure. I didn't include her career. Men in Black because Men in Black isn't a true Marvel property nor superhero. It was a Dark Horse comic, but not the a Malibu super, comic. Uh, oh yeah, Malibu. Or something, Mal- something Marvel yeah. acquired when they were the yeah. Disney. Yeah, Marvel comic bought books. Malibu after it had been published. So, so they're, it's not they're technically, technically a Marvel, Marvel book, but mm-hmm. you can still go to the store at Universal Studios Orlando. Yeah story on the ride that's fantastic <laughs> uh, uh but uh hancock from will smith, will smith yeah. which i i remember like i thought those trailers were presenting me with the greatest thing i'd ever seen mm-hmm. like i would prefer superman or spider-man but this looks incredible he's rude it's awful and mean and the, the whole thing takes a turn and reading i didn't know it was written by vince gilligan Whoa. Like right before he got that. Breaking Bad. Wow, like, off the I didn't ground. know that either. Uh, he did the rewrite that got it greenlit. Okay, uh, it does kind of feel like a pilot too. It does because it like the movie takes a weird turn That's, halfway through that I blamed Will Smith for. But like in hindsight, it was like they shot all the R-rated stuff, and the studio was mm-hmm. like, "Take it all out. We got to go PG-13. Mm-hmm. This has to be a summer Will Smith movie." This is Mr. July Fourth here. Yeah. yeah, he's still uh, Mr. Charming. He still jizzes through the roof. Hancock's latest act of so-called heroics has once again enraged city officials. I can smell that liquor on your breath. Cause I've been drinking. Jackass. Call me a jackass. One more time. Jackass. How about you, Thickness? I so liked a superhero a child, murdering a child movie. for comedy. I did. I don't care. Like, yeah. I thought that was fu- I no, thought that it was, was funny. funny. It was a good premise. Is that Modest Mouse? No, uh, no, did no. I say this is 2008? No, it's that was uh, Franz Ferdinand. Oh, Franz Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Oh, Can my you tell God. us 2008? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had one second in between selling PSP and fucking uh, <laughs> Pets.com commercials and decided to, to promote Hancock. But so Han- I, I've heard about it in Steel... Steel and Hancock both brought up and Blade mm-hmm. for the links that the film will go to to not give them a white woman as a love interest. That in Steel, huh. in Steel, his he's partners with a white woman in a wheelchair. They do not kiss. There is no sexual interest between them. Same in Catwoman. Like they could have given her a white boyfriend, but they went with Benjamin Bratt just to be careful. They're like, <laughs> hey, he's not exactly white. Oh, like, that's right. That's basically Oracle in yep. the Steel movie. Yeah, yeah. So I, they absolutely ripped off Oracle. Yeah. Can we spoil? Hancock at this point it's been 10 years yeah sure. he's an angel and uh, if he meets the woman angel version of him they'll die or Who, explode like, or destroy like an, the earth or something for an hour Charlie's thrown as Jason Baseman's wife it's a good ending to the Mr. F saga of Arrested Development <laughs> and then it just he just awakens her as his counterpart superhero halfway through the movie it's one of the oddest turns in wacky. a summer family they're movie they're Hawkman and Hawkgirl yes because Hawkman and Hawkgirl wow, yeah. are a couple that are eternally reborn and they will always find each other and fall in love yeah that's what they stole and did it and it's really, they even did it, they did actually not badly in the Flashiverse or I oh, call the Flashiverse not Arrowverse because <laughs> Compared to Flash, what does it always? Whenever what what timeline Barry will yeah. always find Iris? Uh, oh no no! I mean they did it with Kendra and uh, and K- uh, Carter K- oh. Carter Hall. They both. Oh, you mean they? Yeah, they literally they, they did it. literally they, did okay. it with Kendra and Carter. I thought you were saying that they like adapted it like Hancock did. No, no, I don't watch the Flash. It's a hey, look. 
there's too many DC shows. The Flash is the good one. Yeah. If you, I got nothing against it. I just you, haven't watched if it. If you wanted to see a, a DC version of Law and Order, that's it. And it is that. It is just as episodic and formulaic, but in a comforting way. Like, well, okay, now they're going to do the investigation, and mm-hmm. now is the two minutes of superhero powers they could pay for in this episode. Did you watch the uh, Alan Tudyk's uh, Danny Pudi one? No. The comedy? It looked bad. It was okay. I'm glad Ron Funches got paid. Oh, yeah, Ron Funches was on that show. He's very funny on he that show. He joked about, like, I love my shows getting canceled. I got paid, now I've got time off. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It wasn't great. Anywho, Anywho. Ron Funches, uh, African-American superhero, Jason. Oh, Just guy. in general, in life. Oh, fuck. He very much should be. But we got to get into our Black Panther discussion. Uh, Jesus, we went really long here. So, But uh, anyway, we will be back in just a moment. Black Panther spoilers, you've been warned. Stay tuned. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You guys know all about Audible. I know you do. If you like podcasts, you'll probably like Audible because it's home to a bunch of other audiobooks and audio entertainment, including some some new stuff I'd never heard about. I just found out. I had no idea this happened. There was an exclusive Black Panther book released to Audible this year. It's called The Young Prince by Ronald Smith and narrated by Dion Graham, and it's the story of a younger T'Challa who has to learn what it's like to be prince and eventually king of Wakanda. And from what the reviews say, it's a really good primer for what you eventually see in the movie. I don't know how it ties in just yet, but it's got some really good reviews, and I'd like to check it out. How would you guys like to check it out for free? Well, you can do that just by going to audibletrial.com slash laser time to get started with your free 30-day trial and grab a free audiobook, including Black Panther, The Young Prince. Thank you folks so much for listening to Laser Time. We have so much fun in store for you this week, hopefully. We had to bow out of the streams last week some scheduling and technical crap and some sicknesses. But we should be back with a little Bayonetta at the very least. I love Bayonetta. It just got re-released. I cannot wait. Obviously, you patrons are uh, in for the getting the biggest bang for your buck. You're going to get a brand new episode of Bonus Time, the weekly exclusive, uncensored, and commercial-free version of Laser Time we give just to our patrons at the $5 level. That'll be coming up. But in addition to that, you need to join us Monday at 6 p.m., right when you're listening to this, for Blade. We were so excited about talking about uh, black superheroes after seeing Black Panther. We all wanted to revisit Blade. It's been a really long time for me. I would love to see it again. And every clip I looked at it like, this looks way cooler than I remember. I want to go watch this right now. So how about we watch it together, 6 p.m. Pacific, lasertimepodcast.com. Or if you're a patron, you'll get a video, an audio and video version of that commentary uh, just for your troubles. Patrons will also be getting this week an exclusive cartoon commentary where Henry joined us for a cartoon I have never heard of but was pretty neat. Matt brought it up on a recent podcast, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why don't we watch it? Megas XLR, this, this little thing Cartoon Network viewers voted on, came out and then disappeared forever. I've never seen it before. It's kind of a weird take on Voltron and anime, a bunch of very vivid references you can get just from the first episode. A really cool watch, and you can watch it with us. No sync required. You don't have to find your own version of that just by being a patron at patreon.com slash laser time. Look, we got a lot of Black Panther talk ahead of us, so why don't I just get going? Here we go, people. Spoilers. Be ready. Wakanda forever, Barney never, says Connor Wade in our already live stream of our Black Panther review. 
reactions post. This is the third segment. Spoilers will be all over this, so if you have not seen the movie, please don't listen. I don't. I don't like spoiling movies for anybody. You should never go looking for spoilers. Mm. Uh, uh, I know. I, I'm. 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 You saw it last night. Yeah, I, this was my second viewing of it. Uh, well, I guess up front we should just say like I loved it. Right? Yeah. Didn't we all yeah. love it? I think we it all was, loved it. It's fantastic. It was. I think it's the best solo Marvel movie I've seen since Iron Man. I think it's definitely better than the last origin they did, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's better, better than, than Captain America First Adventure, mm-hmm. and it's better than Thor. And it felt and, to me like how Guardians, and also the last Thor movie, felt like specifically to a director. It felt like a yeah. filmmaker made this, not a committee. It's, even a good committee, but a committee. It's the most unmarvel Marvel movie I've ever seen in my whole life. It didn't look like a Marvel movie. It didn't sound... There's a score, guys. Yeah. There's, there's a yeah. recognizable score. Yeah, there's, that's never happened you'll, rem- you'll remember and yeah. notice. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar like fucking rules that. I mean, every actor in the movie I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like perfectly cast. Tons of tons of actors who they've never got to be in a $200 million film before. Mm. And I believe I saw the statistic that there are more black women in this movie than in all previous MCU films combined. Oh, Jesus Christ. That has to be true. Just the I one mean, woman complaining to Iron Man and that's it? E- yes, Alfred Woodard. <laughs> yeah, Alfred Woodard. Not playing her character from uh, Luke Cage either. Just a different actor. Was the woman who was like his like woman servant, like his helper, was she the same one from Civil War? Mm, or was it a different character? Oh, yeah. You know, the Dora Milaje, I'm going to have to look that one up. But I, the, uh, I don't know. But the, I, I, I have to get movie. up the... I'm going to go to the IMDb. I have the IMDB uh, loaded up so I don't so I sound as uh, least racist as possible because like <laughs> Oh, it's way too I'm right telling you that, that we sat in bad spots. Those are the spots I complained about in the Star Wars episode where I couldn't hear much. I didn't hear anything Andy Serkis said at all. Oh, really? Uh, really? Yeah, I didn't I, I, I couldn't understand. I, I don't think there are any bad seats in the draft house. <laughs> Every seat I sit in, I've sat all over that theater and I always think it's great. No, no, wrong. It was a bad view and a bad sound experience for me. Uh, and uh, But it's the same spot we had for Star Wars. Usually I can steal a seat, but as I said in the first segment, there was not an empty seat for the first not time ever. Yeah. We've, house, we've ever no. been there. And uh, while well, Daniel Trish is pointing out Black Panther is very Shakespearean, but that is how he's always been played, that he is, in the books, he is a noble, hyper-competent badass. Like, that's who he is. Mm. Like, he's he's a guy who knows everything that's going on, and he is, he is regal. That's his thing, too. So... You don't get humor out of him. The humor comes from other people, though. He's funnier in this than he is in most comics, I would say. Yeah, it was Black the, Panther yeah. himself, T'Challa. It was the uh, the the Black Panther Q character who got all the laughs in the His film. Sister. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, sister Naka- <laughs> Naka- Nakia? Nakia. A Marvel uh, thing is like everyone's quips kind of sound the same, mm-hmm. and they all kind of sound like they're coming from the same sense of humor, mm-hmm. whereas all the characters who had quote-unquote jokes in this movie came from either the only one who was like making jokes and doing bits was mm. Claw everyone else like oh no else, White well, Gorilla what's his name and him well he was I mean that's what he, he was like, oh. <laughs> I'm not supposed like to call that, him that kind of joke that is not his name but, but like everything I, that was funny about Black Baku. Panther and his sister were like mm-hmm. brother and sister stuff and it was yeah, done really okay. well where well, she, he's like stop being stop doing that like so stop stop saying that just a Sorry, correct. Nakia is his girlfriend. Uh, Shuri is his sister. That's the name. But yeah. And Willie Fresh, I'm glad it actually took itself seriously and wasn't a comedy like every Marvel movie since Guardians. Uh, Thor, I thought was, I didn't hate the humor in it. I'm just like, why is this a comedy? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to the action movie? And, and Black Panther's like, no, it's a fucking action movie. Mm-hmm. Straightforward, mm-hmm. a story about an action-oriented situation. Well, and the uh, Jack Nanivaji makes this great point. Mm. Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler are the Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese <laughs> of this generation. Like, they absolutely are. Mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler 
is like they they share the same spirit. They're basically the same age, very similar backgrounds, mm-hmm. and they do great work together. Michael B. Jordan's awesome in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like Robert De Niro at a time was really good in everything, but I think he's mm-hmm. at his best directed by Ryan Well, Coogler. when he's with his friend, he's trying. Well, especially and- in this movie, it felt like you're the co-star of this movie. Like, there's a point in it where Killmonger just takes over. It's like, oh, you're the star now. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is a Killmonger movie. And the, the, you can tell that he really believed in a lot that that character was yes. going for. Mm-hmm. And, no, and well, okay, so which character? character? Which character would Ryan Coogler? be more connected to the child of the 90s in Oakland who dreamed of Wakanda or a prince who became a king in an African nation and I, which I would he feel more of a personal connection I to? thought that was crazy interesting the second they flew into Wakanda I had the same thoughts like why aren't you helping yeah like what what are you what are you well, doing the, and like in the, later in the film like the villain is expressing every thought i have when yeah. i see their opulence in their city mm-hmm. t'challa yeah. needed to be more specific of like the the more open we are we would have been invaded first by england and then mm-hmm. by america like they would have taken our shit that's mm-hmm. what happens when you live publicly like that now they can't they can't be invaded because they're too powerful is this when, second marvel movie is it in a row was thor the last marvel movie yeah. about colonialism yep both about colonialism that was about Hela was the return of their colonial roots mm-hmm. and being like no this is built on the gold you stole from everybody you murdered like, and that's what this is both this and Star Wars are about how like now the past sucks like the mm-hmm. past was bad for a reason we can learn from those mistakes we don't mm-hmm. have to keep repeating those mistakes yeah and Marcus Jones and Jack Denivaji are all bringing up that like Marvel gets knocked for bad villains. Yeah, this is the best villain in a long this time. This is one. This may be the best sure. Marvel villain ever. Honestly, he's like, up there he's, with like Vulture and Loki. And, yeah, he's tons of fun, and and also like Vulture. When I rewatched Spider-Man: Homecoming on a plane, I was like, "Oh, Vulture's right." Like at least to the extent that Vulture says these rich guys like Tony Stark, they don't give a shit about us. They make all their money on guns and then expect me to pay for it. Fuck them. Drain the swamp, Parker. We got to steal mm-hmm. it back. And I was like, "Yeah, steal it back." Means of production, uh, and then Killmonger was just like. His opening reveal is so great. That seems amazing. I've been in this. I've been in this museum, and you've been following me with security the moment I walked in here. And now I'm going to ask you. Oh, these are cool things. Like, oh, you stole this shit. Like, this is all stolen. Mm -hmm. This is so. I'm going to steal it back. Fuck you. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that. But I don't want to just talk about Michael B. Jordan. But his but his final lines are also my favorites in the movie too. Not just him saying. I was a kid in Oakland dreaming of Wakanda, mm-hmm. basically, which, like, that is... That's Ryan Coogler speaking through the character, I think. Mm-hmm. But also him saying, bury me at sea like my ancestors who knew that death was better than bondage. Who jumped mm-hmm. off the boats. Yeah, it was like, damn. Yeah, damn. that was like, like, wow, I didn't expect Marvel to go there. A couple times they go there with the history of slavery is just like, yeah, damn. Everybody seems to be a big fan of Killmonger. I, I didn't want yeah. him to die. I thought it would be a much yeah. more complicated situation to have him... It's a comic book movie. He'll be fine. I know, but it's a... Well, to work. That was like the one everybody here. fucking dies in it. I also thought Claw was going to be the main villain in the movie until I saw the trailers yeah. with Killmonger. Because unlike, well, unlike other Marvel movies, like... <laughs> Black Panther at the end of the film has a little more of Michael B. Jordan in him mm-hmm. than any other villain. That li- mm. The villain's thoughts and processes infiltrated the hero in a good way more than mm-hmm. any other Marvel movie we've ever seen. Yeah. I didn't want him to die because I thought like maybe a little balance between you two could make for a great civilization. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately though, he was like, that That was the thing that has to happen to all Marvel villains. Like if they yeah. make a point, uh, if they make a good point, eventually you have to be like, 
After making my good point, I will now conquer the world and kill everyone. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. He could have just had a nice conversation with them. It, it's probably, kind of, yeah. They could have both run Wakanda and, and shown the world how great Wakanda is. I mean, it's kind of, he's Magneto-y in a way in this too, yeah. Killmonger is, of just like, or Eric, that he's just like, oh yeah, here are good points about oppression. Now let's kill every human on Earth. Mm. Like, yes. Had, Connor Wade, the Black Panther, Killmonger dynamic reminded me of Professor X and Magneto. Very uh, much so. Yeah, yeah I totally. really wish he could have stuck around. I, I, don't, I guess there's not a lot of... Sadly, because the way Marvel works out, they're all building towards Infinity War, so I guess there's not time for that. Also, I love somebody saying that we're the near, the nerd crew. I love that. Yeah. I, that, <laughs> that like, doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, mm. you know, in just my opinion, in my opinion, I thought this was a really good movie. This movie it's was just in my very cool. I'm it was very cool. Tr- I want to hear cool. other people's opinions, no. too. I just <laughs> thought it was... Hey, visually... Visually, I thought this movie was even when it's green screeny as shit. There's a couple real green screeny the snow scenes. Stuff, like, the, the snow stuff, like the snow stuff, the uh, the when it was uh, during the ceremonial stuff when mm-hmm. they're on that waterfall. Every time they're facing the rock wall, it looked really cool. Every yeah. time they face the outside, I was like, oh, this looks like a Dis- this looks like yeah. Star Tours. But I still well, it really even it looked even faker when you would see the rare scene, like when Killmonger arrives in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. That is natural light behind his head, I would say, and so it looks extra real and making mm-hmm. all the other green screen shit look extra. It's, the lighting in the green screen scenes were weird because it's like, why is there like one fill light on them when you're outside and the sun's out? It's a long history of uh, uh, <laughs> the American South being shot for Africa. Yeah. Like yeah. when I walked on the set of Ace Ventura 2 in South Carolina. <laughs> but I mean, the whole cast <laughs> was, was great. You've got you've, you've got so many Oscar winners and nominees mm-hmm. in this movie too. Recent like, Golden Globe winner, the guy yeah. from This Is Us. Uh, oh yeah, Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, uh, he just won a Golden Globe. Man, that guy can, rules. Can Forrest Whitaker not live through a franchise? I know. Like, <laughs> poor Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> nature <laughs> but he fucking rules like force whitaker is great danielle daniel kaluuya mm-hmm. be, like yeah a great i didn't know he was in it. it like every cool black yeah. dude is it shows up in this movie for and a Lapita second nyongo gets to be the like love interest in it which mm-hmm. she would never be cast as a love she's interest nikita in yeah. sure he is i'm getting sure he is by all these uh Leticia Wright, mm-hmm. forgive me if I mispronounce that, but I loved her character. Like, Angel okay, Bassett. biggest laugh in the her la- her lines had all the biggest laughs in our audience. One when she Which called Martin Freeman a colonizer. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't two, scare me like that. Colonizer. Yeah. That, that line is so funny. Oh, also two great. Another broken white boy to fix. And mm-hmm. three. Yeah. What are those? Yeah, man. The that's one, fucking awful. I wish they hadn't done that's that. That's one it. example in the history of modern film where <laughs> I where they used a meme in a movie and I enjoyed it. I was like, no, she's a teenage girl. Of course that, she would say that. She's meme, clearly, yes, they, that, we see her recording her brother. Came from like uh, learning abroad. She's, she's the one wearing all these like outside world yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's dressed she's, like a real teen. So clearly she has been outside of Wakanda recently. And damn, T'Challa home. rocking the white vans. She should have dabbed, mm-hmm. honestly. She yeah. just, <laughs> oh my God. Just, uh, I, I should have dabbed with those guns she had that she was that, shooting Killmonger. Yeah. That meme is old enough to be in kindergarten. And and like that'll date the movie much Do faster. Kids still say it. I see I kids say. I see I kids know. say that at the mall. I wouldn't know. I would not know. What are Have those? A kid. Yeah, um, I love the. the oh yeah. my god, Martin Martin Freeman in that movie. Uh, I never thought I could be offended by like. I I love Martin Freeman. Like when he does an American accent, and like. Are you making fun of me? He has the same <laughs> accent from Fargo. He is the least bad British guy doing an American accent in the Marvel, except for Spider-Man. His is pretty good. It's just that he he has he holds some of my favorite lines in 
pop culture history and like he doesn't sound anything like any other yeah. character i've heard him play he sound, dude, he sounds so much better but than dr strange him though. being the one white yeah. dude for like an hour yeah like that was awesome. like that's something i've never seen in dressed any in like a weird dashiki yes. robe that looked they don't looks like they gave him the backup one that they're like you're not gonna give him a good one <laughs> well i also uh people are praising andy circus he was mm. great he way better than his like nothing appearance in uh avengers civil war C- mm-hmm. no ultron age of ultron oh he was in that oh god i get him i can't even keep it straight it's anymore. all forgettable but the he was just in uh, age of ultron uh, yeah he was an age of yeah, ultron, ultron. no no i didn't freeman i didn't think it was an age of freeman no he's in civil war but so in this one circus was great if there if you guys don't know claw from the comics he's a giant pink guy a pink and red guy with a satellite yeah, dish it's like on a his satellite hands. dish with a thing sticking out of it yeah because he did lose his hand antenna sticking out of it but the, obviously there's a fin on that. his head sometimes yeah yeah but one thing i did like that they kept about his character that he is like a crazy goofball who re- says weird mm. random ass things. that was awesome that was awesome yeah that or, was, or him singing don't hurt me yeah no yeah. more like that is the claw of like Secret Wars in 1980, the 1985 Secret Wars. And we are finally, finally, finally g- good at making people not have limbs in a movie who really yes. have limbs. Like his arm looked great the whole time, which is the it's the very first time that's ever been done where I I didn't like think about how bad it looks. Connor Waits says I can't wait to see MAGA turds make a white cut of Black Panther and it'll be 20 minutes of Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman. <laughs> not even. It's cobbled together from like Hobbit director's cuts. <laughs> Giant robots conquer the world. Uh, it's everybody said this joke, but we should say it on this. Too. They are the Tolkien white characters. I know. Whoever made that joke deserves like a, a 2017 medal. <laughs> it's, it was really good. Uh, but I want to I want to be on brand and point out that so every modern action movie is on mm. the template of James Bond. That 60s yep. James Bond set out. The Doctor No set out specifically. But this is the most they leaned into that ever. Where it starts with him on a mission, then he goes back and gets briefed, mm-hmm. then he has a cue scene where she shows him all yep. the new science they've made since yeah, he that. was out on his mission, and then he goes to a South Korean casino where they have a shootout. Yep. And he yeah. gets and he bumps in bumps heads with a, a CIA American agent. Yeah. It and, was the most James Bond goddamn and they thing are, I've they, seen. And they are wearing the hottest of couture. Yeah, as he's well, wearing a kick-ass black on black suit yeah. like, like and, black and tie black shirt black gambling jacket. on the set of the opening of inception yes yeah. and that but that was absolutely ryan coogler was like well i maybe we'll never get to make a james bond movie so i'm mm-hmm. gonna make a mini james bond movie in this movie yeah and also that's why the stanley cameo is we go- joked about that right afterwards of like is that stanley sealing all the credit <laughs> from jack kirby when he yeah. takes all the money those are kirby's chips yep. i'm gonna put this over here yeah put it all but on me. white though hey if it is a if it's a stanley cameo where he is standing up i'm like you're doing better like yeah. you're physically you're not dead you yet see you didn't see below the craps table where he's darth mauled and being <laughs> Wheeled out he's there. a puppet he's now a puppet uh, uh, i just i did love the look of the movie like because mm-hmm. I, I every time we go to one of these marvel movies like I'm, it started with thor like oh man asgard this is your chance to lose audiences mm-hmm. they didn't and it didn't no. look that great in hindsight either guardians here's your chance to lose mainstream audiences uh, they didn't god damn it well, i was gonna shock the world with that thing that giant robots conquer the world brought up that ending is the ending to Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. Except yeah. one last thing. Okay, and, uh, Phantom, I'd, say, I'd say Jedi, too. Uh, well, so like Phantom Menace has mm-hmm. a big space battle, mm-hmm. a big one-on-one battle between the, the Jedi, and then a big uh, war on the ground, especially mm-hmm. like the way Naboo looks during the big fight between the robots and the Gungans mm-hmm. is looks background like the fight between the Dormelage and the Border Guards. Well, that's also Jedi. You have the Ewok fight, you have the yeah. Darth Vader-Luke fight, and you have the blowing up the Death Star fight. Okay, mm-hmm. but 
these are different the okay here's the other things that make it similar mm-hmm. they are in in the black panther versus killmonger fight they're like in the bowels of a bunch of tech shit just like in the darth maul uh fight and meanwhile the space shootout is one guy blowing up a bunch of ships mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so eh. and he's like spinning that's a good yeah. idea i wish he'd said that honestly Everett k ross is not the jokester he is in the christopher priest run on the book mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's like a cia agent he's got yeah. he's a, a black panther character yes he was created by christopher priest for the so uh-huh. christopher priest took over the book in the late 90s uh he, when he took it over he said Black Panther is a tough guy to write as your main character. Instead, I'm going to create this dorky-ass CIA loser named Everett K. Ross Mm -hmm. who will be introduced to the world of Wakanda and the Black Panther and everybody will clown on Mm -hmm. him and make fun of him. That's also a big Bond move. That's Jodan Baker in the the two uh, Brosnan movies. (laughs) JDB! Which, as I pointed out to you guys earlier, is the second Bond character he played. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool, Chai Robots. Uh, But yeah, I guess it wasn't an original thought. It just hit me in the second viewing how similar it made me feel Mm -hmm. To the Phantom and uh, uh, Menace ending. I don't even want to spoil it, but JGB Sterling says, "Speaking of endings, I really think that the first after-credit sequence should have been in the movie. It was a really good speech." Oh, sorry, I think I thought he meant yeah, the, the, the last post-credit one, sequence. Marvel released an official description of Infinity War, and it starts with the post-credit sequence. Okay. Oh, really? Yes, okay. that's been all of them lately. Is they just take like, a scene from the next movie? That was what you know. We saw that scene from Civil War yeah, with Bucky I, I with his like, arm stuck in the thing. When the credits rolled, I'm like, "When are we gonna see Bucky?" Because I read I read about this somewhere, and I don't read spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And like well, during the credits, I turned to hang, and I was like, "Wait!" Like I didn't think about the whole mm-hmm. movie, and I was like, "Wait, isn't Bucky in Wakanda?" Like because I, I was yeah. thinking of the other after credits. I read about Infinity War. Well, God so, damn it. Uh, so JJB so and Maxine are talking about this that they felt like the the placement of the first post credits thing of like mm-hmm. you should read that as basically the film like that's the last scene of the film but i think the feeling kugler really wanted you to leave with is a child being inspired by black panther and then boom the name of the thing like the end of last jedi that's the big yeah just like it it's the kid uh, holding the broom so they they wanted to inspire children that's the point of this also that i think that kind of upsets older nerds like me sometimes who will go like these movies are for me. Why are you talking to a child at the end of this? This is my movie. That's also the the after credit sequence is also yeah. uh, the end of Iron Man. I am Iron yep. Man. Oh, that the was the I am Iron Man thing. Yeah, yeah, I wish we are Wakanda. Throws the cards. So in there. I do wish I do wish Black Panther would have beat up a white cop in this movie. That's the scene I was yeah. waiting for. If <laughs> just a ton of white cops too. Yeah, just have a hallway fight scene. Get your hopes up once he ends up in Oakland. Cops. Well, that's the fucking problem in Luke Cage. Uh, in Luke Cage, that should happen. They, You're right. Luke they, Cage should have a hallway fight scene with ten white cops. The only time in Luke Cage where he beat up cops he had to be like I'm really sorry guys you guys are definitely yeah. right you're the real uh, heroes yeah you're the real heroes I respect you or they in the one time in Luke Cage when a detective over in uh, like aggressively interrogates somebody then he says to see it from his side these are cop killer out there we gotta look for you he's like boy you don't have to make excuses immediately for a violent <laughs> cop in this thing yeah but uh, they need the NYPD to film those shows so Willie that's... Fresh asks uh, if waterfalls are actually deadly because no one ever dies from a movie waterfall also <laughs> yep. a Bond th- I was thinking I was yeah. thinking I was like this is Skyfall yeah. when he falls down the yeah. waterfall never trust Skyfall. the fall death especially in a Marvel comic the yeah. second yeah if I was Killmonger or I would have thought like i gotta decapitate this oh. guy i could not throw him over this. Um, maybe I mean, even more so than guardians this is the most disconnected from the mcu movie 
that I can think of. Like yeah. all you needed to know was vibranium. Mm-hmm. That's kind of part of it. Like it. they're disconnected from the world, so yeah. it's about them well, yeah. reconnecting with the world. I, d- I didn't he knew his father died in Civil War. I yeah. just didn't think they'd have the balls to go for it. So like, much of this movie is Wonder Woman, but better, uh, including like we're uh, we've kept away from society. We're behind a big CGI wall mm-hmm. that a plane mm-hmm. flies through. Yep. And the yeah. end fight was way better. Like much better. Yeah. She was. It was not. There actually were CGI moments of like I'm watching two CGI characters bounce off each actually, other. But there's it a little too much of that. Like there still, always I, is. The I, rhinos. Yeah. The car chase. The car chase is the best action sequence oh, that's in the, the best. whole movie. That was well, first so the 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 one shot tracking around mm-hmm. action fight in the. Why did it take you know? 35 Marvel movies for me to get one long cut? Like that's the that's the longest cuts ever in a Marvel movie. And every movie I'm waiting for them to do one. Like freaking Avengers. <laughs> could have so like they had the one that's kind of like going to each Avenger mm-hmm. in the city but it's still Whedon and yeah, he's got to put shit in between there's one he shot to. at the end that's never been in a Marvel movie where like Panther gets hit and the camera just falls him like semi-conscious down to the ground mm-hmm. like, yeah that's a jarring thing I've and never seen the, in another film when Killmonger's taking over the throne there's the camera like turning upside down okay so another breakout character in this though is M'Baku played by gotta look it up here which device M'Baku played by Winston Duke yeah I got it I'm a two device man here but the problem the reason he is a problematic character is that he was Man Ape that was his original name on creation Man Ape is that better or worse than DC's Black Rage. Hmm, boy, that's pretty bad too. Which one of those is worse? Well, actually, I so I remember when Tanisi Coates he had been announced as call you Whitefish when he was on the when he had been announced as the Black Panther writer, but his first issue hadn't come out yet. He appeared on the Daily Show, and Trevor Noah is asking him about it, (laughs) but Trevor Noah is not a comic reader. He admits, but he's like, we were looking up on Wikipedia, and there's this guy called Man Ape. Are you gonna put that in there? And he's like. Please don't ask me about Manny. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about that guy. He's a bad old character. And uh, I mean, if we want to talk about problematic, I never thought I'd see a movie with a guy with a plate in his lip again. Mm-hmm. But uh, Black Panther, yeah. I want that, that is, action figure. They're so owning bad. it, man. Yeah, yeah, they pull a huge plot point was the tattoos. That's yeah. how well, you the tattoos on the lips too. Like just yeah. the the power of pulling the lip down to show your tattoo, your vibranium tattoo. Yeah, to show your Wakandan. So like, imagine mm-hmm. that uh, the guy from This Is Us doing that to his child son. Yeah, mm. yeah, that probably scarred him on a uh, literally. Whoa. <laughs> I knew that was going to be when he was looking up at that building. I was like, oh, that's Killmonger, right? That was that's impressive. It actually, I thought like he him. was just a random kid. It, yeah. it, in mm-hmm. my first viewing, it was the twist got me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I had no and idea. This was a very good example of like we all know what Forrest Whitaker looked like in 1992. He was already I in know. movies, but this guy and this guy looked nothing like him, but still looked like a young version of that guy. Oh yeah, man, he looked they, like a young version of 2018 Forrest Whitaker. That blew my mind. <laughs> when we return to that sequence when he right when he said it like holy shit yeah <laughs> well, yeah his shit. dad so Killmonger's dad and Jobu I believe it was that he I love his introduction <laughs> and his multiple scenes because he's well, just, he changes voices and yeah, all that like, that was cool you are introduced it's like oh, okay me, this is a gangster uh, in a film he's uh, planning a robbery <laughs> and then you find out like no, he's planning revolution. Like he's yeah. planning to, and when he he's gets to do even more social commentary than Killmonger, he's just like these people are over policed and put in too many prisons, and they're. All, and I was wow. like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, why? People are talking about their audience members. Uh, did anyone have any really excited audience members? I had a group behind me that were so into everything. They were so hyped when Killmonger had his last line and. S- Sokcho says my audience just laughed at the Wakandan speaking Korean. We had an applause break. There was one. Yes. Oh, we had several. I think. And in my in my first show, like a big one. um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was. 
Oh yeah, the big applause scene in the second viewing was not didn't happen in my first one when the d- general of the Dormelage stops uh, Danielle Kaluuya mm-hmm. and he he gives up uh, mm-hmm. just like everybody applauded yeah, at yeah. the Alamo. They were like, it was a Damn. strange one. Two. Those two Grace Jones looking chicks at the door. <laughs> Especially when you know he's undercover and just making shit up. He yeah. has to act like he's never seen the Dora Milaje before. Uh, as Matt Orley calls her, the rich man's Wesley Snipes. That's a great way I've never heard that. <laughs> my audience, uh, Jack Nidivaggi says, I wish my audience had been more hyped, but it was mostly white people. But they still really liked it, though. Mm, Grace yeah. Jones, also a Bond character. Matthew <laughs> Morris says, we had applause she in the movie. She was disgusted having to have sex with Roger Moore. She uh-huh. could not stand it. Mm-hmm. Like, and Christopher Walken. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but they were at the Alamo, so making extra weird noises was not allowed. Fuck that. I was that's the, I was I hitting my leg like three times during the movie. That's why I was surprised we got an applause, because I was like, oh, yeah. we're at the draft house. Don't You're all going to be thrown that. out of here. We're all going to get thrown out. Well, Stop I, it. Well, be when, quiet. Whenever they talked about uh, the racist colonialism or the CIA overthrowing governments, I was like, yeah. yeah right. was, they didn't make that noise. I just slammed the table. There was a couple of those, and when uh, when the, the get-out guy, his name I, I can never remember, Daniel Kaluuya, is that Kaluuya. when he Kaluuya. said that thing about, like, if we take refugees, they'll take they'll bring their problems to us. The mm-hmm. the audience kind of, like, oh, squirmed. Like, we're all well, like, this Uh-oh. guy's a villain. Yeah, we're this like, this is a bad guy, guy right? Guy. Please. Well, i got to say, like, for Alamo draft, especially at that time, I'd never seen more black people in the audience, and not just mm-hmm. black people, like, there were children and there were people in their like 70s well there was a bad there was a badass group i saw leaving when we left who this it was an older african-american man and then several of their uh, like just a group you pointed them at you like those people look cool they did look cool but that guy was (laughs) he wore his old school black panther party shirt to the black panthers show awesome that's something too you need to take into account here is that black panther the it character means mm-hmm. it means a lot to a ton of people. Oakland means a ton to Ryan. Coogler. Oh yeah, there was a, there was an applause when Oakland came up. Oh yeah, weird. I applaud. I wish we'd seen it in fucking East Bay, not yeah. in loser town. It was it was a tepid applause because people were still like yeah. we're still across the river. Yeah, <laughs> but also the, the in the sixties, the Black Panther Party was was based in Oakland, mm-hmm. so it's not a coincidence. The film ends with the Black Panther. Black Panther setting up an organization in Oakland, California. Yeah. That is not an accident. Great dumb kid dialogue at the end of that yeah. too. That is that was everything break they said. Put it on eBay. Yeah, we yeah we can break What's this apart and sell it. Everything that those kids said was like, yeah, kids would say that. Yeah, they why don't I Snapchat to Wakanda? <laughs> yes, yeah. And also, I loved your line of like, when you said you were taking me to California, I thought it was Coachella. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> She's a millennial. I got it. She's I got it. A millennial African is a character that I've, that I don't think has ever been done in a film. Like that's not such a, a Marvel cool new thing. Not a mainstream American film. Mm. That was such a cool idea. Oh yes, uh, Tim Moore says would have been funny if the kids had a joke about T'Challa buying the Raiders. Or something. <laughs> yeah, the gonna, Wakandan Raiders. Yeah. He's gonna open the Black Panther school for kids who can't read good. Somebody make that shirt before someone targeted Facebook group does. Uh, it already exists. Uh, I was born in July and also in Wakanda. Kofefe Attic says uh, Wakanda isn't sending us our best. Ugh. Some I assume are good people. I mean, there also was some shade in that. Uh, first post credit scene where he said like don't build barriers to block us off yeah. like yeah. it's a very anti-wall no, and stuff maybe that's why I'm reading everything now but like people were on board with Michael B. Jordan's horse shit and like for real oh that is too harsh well that's- when he says we're gonna murder every child and everybody like mm-hmm. it's I 
it is the most stock speech in superhero mm-hmm. stuff to say like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you've become as bad as the people you're trying to face, which yeah. Chadwick Boseman basically says mm-hmm. verbatim. I've been, this is the second time a Marvel villain after uh, the, the Vulture, which we talked about, like they both had such great points. And then I'm like, why are they putting this in the mouth of a villain and making him wrong at the end? Because like yeah. you, you clearly it feels want like characters it's to, to say this. I've, as, a, as a big time lefty and socialist, I feel it's made, it's mainstream media trying to undercut progressive values that are too left for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. That's I think, but I, anyway, I think you're right. <laughs> I think it. I think it comes to the point where they commit murder in the name of that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, is they like, make yes. So mm. they say whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yes. Both those characters could have sensibly used their powers mm. to to get most of what they were talking about. I wish it would have been nice to have a scene where, like, I don't know, Black Panther or Nakia saying like. I actually agree with most of what he says, but his practices yeah. are wrong. Yeah. Like, that would have just been nice. I guess this is their... I mean, he's more agreeing with Nakia. I did like that he's finally... He, the The journey that T'Challa goes through on this mm-hmm. is that his father continued the centuries-long history of being an isolationist country that, that hides from the world. Mm-hmm. Including mm-hmm. lying about murdering his brother. Yep, lying about murdering his brother. Abandoning a child, which I was just like... If you brought the kid with you, how would that fucking change shit? He would have just lived in Wakanda. Yeah. Like, who cares? But you could have lied to him, and then, yeah. then the villain would have been. I thought of that too. I was like, well, then the the conflict would have been. I learned about my father, and you killed him. Yeah, it would have been Scar-ish in a way. And Giant also. robot conquers the world. Says it cut Martin Fried- to Martin Friedman's face when he said T'Challa said build bridges, not build borders. Yeah. But I bet he originally said build walls. Ooh, I bet you that covered it. Yeah, I bet mm. you not build walls, mm. borders, not build walls. Like, yeah, I though also. Uh, so look, Ever K. Ross is a diff is is he's used to be like, see, there's good white guys. I, he's mm-hmm. definitely the white guy in a movie who's like, he's a good white guy. It's mm-hmm. okay. If you're like a white you a viewer, lot. you should like this guy. I could relate. But they also had him, he had one of my favorite lines in the movie where after Killmonger has taken over Wakanda to exploit its resources. He just says, "Oh yeah, he learned that from the CIA when he worked for us. Like that's what we do. We overthrow people, like in yeah. democratic. Not said people. as if it's a horrible thing. Like no, he, he did not learn said, a lesson oh, wait, about it. Are you you're cool with this? Yeah. This is your in the CIA. The and you know this. Does? Like yeah. I, I just can't get over it. And I wanted to hit upon the point again on the visual aspect of the movie, the the visual motif of the movie. I saw trailers of it. I'm like, whoa! I I don't know. I, is this is this gonna go over in the country? This Marvel movie because this looks like one of those. I, oh, I'm sure some people are gonna be really butthurt right now. But, I'm sure there's gonna be some very mad people. People who will show up in our comments. I'm shocked haven't yet. But it's like, like it's SJWs. actually not even that good. You just think yeah. it's good. But it's not two white guys made the Black Panther. But it's it's an esca- it's an escalation of African culture. It's amazing product on a production design level. It looks astounding. Like the mm-hmm. costuming in the uh, coronation sequence or whatever yeah. you want to call that was a st- that fucking a PUBG circle made of Africans yeah the, <laughs> this this has to at least be Oscar nominated for costuming alone it, yeah. like, that shit was nuts I've never wanted an action figure so much but if I can get you know the brother in the fucking lime green suit and the plate in his lift that guy ruled that was, they had I, I to want make, him on my like, wall just to imagine that guy said had, words in the movie they had to make up an African utopia mm-hmm. that that had never been harmed by colonialism like that's that's you have to make up more of that than any science fiction film mm-hmm. you've seen there's a like, shot where that guy's off screen and his plates on screen oh yes <laughs> there's yeah, a shot of that right. where he like it's just sticking into the side of the frame i wondered a bit. if that was adr coming around there that they added later but then his the 
the the his lip plate moves. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's really just there. Bouncing, there. Just hitting yeah. him in the face. Yeah, the practical effects were amazing. The CG was kind of iffy, subjecting Ivanji. Many people said at the beginning the rhinos didn't look great, and they, they didn't. They look pretty they bad. I got super. I got super excited when they showed up. That made me really they happy. They clearly could not afford a real rhino. The Donkey Kong Country fan in my heart. Couldn't. I love legally do that. The, the way Black Panther took down that fucking rhino. Dude, he tackles a bad. rhino. <laughs> he, <laughs> and, put, he puts it in a headlock and knocks it down. And another great action shot was like. <laughs> All the guys put up their shield, jumps over yeah. it, smashes them all down, rolls over, picks up a spear, throws it at the flying thing, Actually, explodes it. Yeah, Willie Fresh, I was kind of hoping for Nick Fury to show up, uh, pop up for just one second and be like, yeah, I know everything about Wakanda. It's not a secret. Yeah. It's like, it, it can't be a secret to whatever shield is now. I was previously the only cool black guy. <laughs> yeah. I am I a little if bummed. Sam, if Sam Jackson, as a comic nerd, is like, you didn't invite me to the Black yeah. Panther? Come War on. Machine. Both War Machines and Sam Jackson should have shown up. I believe Sam Jackson was a... Was he a Black Panther? I don't, good good I point, Tim Moore. Maybe. Real rhinos are incredibly rare right now so you probably shouldn't use them in a movie yeah oh yeah and you, i'm sure it no. also yeah. like you can't kill legally do those that. slather it with toxic paint and armor throw it a fucking movie i just watched a video of, of uh jim henson painting an elephant and i was even that made me uncomfortable <laughs> i was like why are you painting that elephant leave him alone i he just was, didn't think you looked right so uh now i'm making him yellow <laughs> no he's like i'm showing off imagination <laughs> yeah, jim henson is way better. oh actually there uh, a year ago news story samuel jackson is not happy about being left out of black panther is a headline oh, wow. on cbs News. Marcus Jones says the person of color in my late twenties. It's really great to see how beautiful the style of the movie oh, is cool. highlighting African art and culture. Yeah. Yes, I had a I had a teacher who would go on to like end up front like heading the edu- like the Florida Board of Education. She went teacher of the year numerous times and she started a fucking African American culture and arts festival that mm-hmm. we went to every year and it has the most tragic name in the universe now. The Florida Harambe Festival. Oh. Normally a place of it fun where we look forward to going. It, it, but yes. like this was like a movie made of that shit. Like that museum mm. Michael B. Jordan is in. It's a movie made of that. And I haven't fucking seen that before. Ever. In anything. Like I have never seen that before. Especially <laughs> with this kind of budget. So here's what Sam of... Jackson said a year ago and asked about it. He said, okay. I asked them, so you're doing Black Panther and the only black character in the Marvel Universe is not showing up. Ain't that some shit? (laughs) He does not mention War Machine. He says he's the only black character. Well, in his mind, he's he's like, I'm the star of the movies. So then he continues, and they're like, Nick Fury is not in Wakanda. How can he not know the other black superhero on the planet? (laughs) How the hell does that work? But they just said, no, you're not in that one. I was a little confused on the timeline. I'm well. They said it's after Civil, it begins after, a week after the capture of of Zemo at the end of Civil War. But he's so, Black see, Panther is, before that. No, he becomes Black Panther in Civil War. His father is killed. He dresses up as Black Panther to chase after Bucky. So where does the opening car chase sequence take place? I mean, that's after. That's, he, that's he, after they return. Yeah, he's it, so. He goes to get Lupita oh, Nyong'o, and then Falcon. when does the ritual take place? Yeah. Uh, well, that's after. It's all after. His dad is dead. His dad is killed Jeez. in Civil War. Mm-hmm. He goes to get his girlfriend to come to his coronation, and his sister comes too. They do the coronation. Then he goes to Busan to track. Well, then we whitewash the ceremony by calling it a coronation. <laughs> his so baptism. The the scene of and Falcon, uh, yeah. The scene of the two white guys mm-hmm. uh, in the interrogation room where Claw is locked up. Mm-hmm. That was was that a scene that we saw in Civil War? I don't think so. Okay, so is it in the trailer? It's cut differently. Cause it, and I remember them just there's at some point there's a clear shot of him saying all that stuff. But in this movie, we're seeing it through the transmitter. Mm. And, I being, and I was yeah, like, because I, I know those two had a scene together in Civil War. I do recall that. I think 
I've never. I've no, watched no, no, no. They did again. not have a scene together. A oh, similar scene was between Zemo and Martin oh, that's Freeman what I'm in Civil of. War. But yeah. in a trailer, one of the trailers was framed. All white people look the same to me. <laughs> one of the trailers was framed by Claw explaining Wakanda <laughs> to yes. Him. Okay. So and it's you all the probably same. Probably saw a different kind of that. It's the same scene, but in the trailer, it's just them in the room, and in this movie, we see it through the transmitter he puts on the back of Bilbo. Uh, yes, yeah. It was. I was glad they got multiple scenes together and were very funny. Like yeah. the Gollum, and I will say, I bet you in the sequel, Claw is usually made of living sound. He is not a body. Death has never stopped Claw. Mm-hmm. So I could see Andy Circus, especially coming back as a CG sound man who fights. Uh, but he'd just be just a, like He's not a main villain though. He's mm-hmm. he's one of those guys you see in the Marvel films. They do it all the time. Of like. Oh, this guy could be the lead villain. No, no, no. We kill him in the middle. He, yeah. There's a better villain. The universe is too big for that. Yep. People are congratulating you on the marriage, Henry. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, I did get married. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there yeah. it is. Uh, thanks, everybody. I saw it with my hubby last night. That's why I normally don't do the two viewings, but I wanted to see it the first time with him. So, mm-hmm. And he didn't have daytime. Mm-hmm. He didn't have Friday daytime free. So we, you saw we just a couple blocks yeah. from here. Yeah, Who's was, his boss? Hitler? Jesus. Let's all go to the movies <laughs> right. in the middle of the day. Uh, it was funny to see a co-worker of mine, an ex-co-worker of mine from the horrible website fandom, <laughs> yeah. uh, that she was there, and I was just like, wow, you're, did you take the, you take a lunch break and see this, or are you just taking the day <laughs> off, or did you get laid off? I, I don't know. I didn't I think our buddy Matt Allen was running to the one thirty screening, so he is yes. like right after us. Yeah, he got a, a work function brought in. He invited oh, me to it, but I couldn't this go. This is the hot thing this. to do, but yes, thanks for all the congratulations. Folks. Yeah, dude. Well, that's Black Panther. Uh, thanks for chiming in with your thoughts. Any other thoughts you guys wanted to rattle off? Uh, the it's film? really good. I'm glad to mm-hmm. see it. this was. So my my problems with most Marvel movies is uh, I I enjoy them on like a base level. I'm like this was fun, but it's rare that they give me something that I have not seen in another movie or especially in another Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. This just by virtue of having a 98 percent black cast is something I've never seen before in an action movie. Like Blade is a black superhero who mm-hmm. headlined a, a blockbuster action movie mm-hmm. we've had things like Hancock this was like the whole cast like I got to see I don't think I've ever seen a CGI black man like that was such <laughs> a weird thing for me to see but still be disappointed by because I'm still seeing a CGI guy, CGI guy do stunts but yeah I'm sure and, there's some stunt work in Bad, Boy two, Bad Boys 2 yeah, yeah. So, but to have it be this good was was very exciting and, and I did feel the whole movie I'm thinking of that uh, whatever Vine or Instagram whatever it was of like is this how white people feel all the time <laughs> yes. like yes. I was I was thinking that and I was like I am so I'm just glad that this exists in the world and that it made that much money mm-hmm. well, Seems I, I, like I felt like it was so weird that I was rooting for Star Wars to make money I'm doing that again with Marvel I'm like I hope Marvel makes a lot of money well, wait a minute billion I don't want company makes yeah. another billion oh, I don't want Disney to make more money but I kind of do a lot of time for me Marvel movies are like Legos like great more Legos and this fits onto this one and yeah. we can rearrange this but I can't really look at the dark world Lego and like it in any way whatsoever like this one Lego is meaningless whereas this was like this blew my mind I can revisit this is a really cool piece of the puzzle yeah I'm gonna watch the, I I'll watch it again I generally I, don't watch these movies again I will watch this one I didn't again. watch Doctor Strange again because I was afraid like this is this oh I wouldn't suck. watch it again either and now, I, I saw it twice in the theater and I, I mean, did not like it either time the, the worst Marvel movies still have Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to me usually feel like yeah it's another episode in a TV show like that's how it feels but this felt like a fucking movie on its own I, yeah. big of that it goes to big credit of that goes to Ryan Coogler 
This is his film. I hope this is his arrival. This makes him a James Cameron level or a Spielberg level. At the very least, a Michael Bay level of you are sold. This movie is sold on this is Ryan Coogler's next film. If the dude can do boxing and high-level superhero work, you what would launch any kind do? of, and yeah. that's that's how I feel. And I don't want this to sound fucking racist or anything, but it probably will. Uh, well, if you say that, it, it will, oh, no matter what. No, no. It, well, like I, I was, I didn't think Marvel could pull off Asgard. They did. I didn't mm-hmm. think they could pull off Guardians. They did. I thought it would be too weird for the modern movie going audience. I didn't think they could pull off uh, Doctor Strange, ethereal verse. Mm-hmm. They did. And then like with this, it's like, what the fuck else can't they do? Mm-hmm. I, if this, if if you can nail Wakanda, give a woman a movie. They can. Go- <laughs> well, that's next. That's next. Yes. Captain Marvel. You saw her yeah, holding yeah. a newspaper. But like, where can't they go after this? It seems like mm-hmm. everything can fit really well in the Marvel universe. If they can make. If they can make a giant fake African city seem believable, the world building in, in like the span of two two hours and change is really fucking neat. Pretty amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. It's- so my uh, my feelings, final feelings on this is this is I would put it up there. My two favorite Marvel films are Avengers, just because I can't unfeel the feelings I saw mm-hmm. seeing the first Avengers movie. Like I never thought I'd see this, and the other is uh, Winter Soldier, which is mm-hmm. just a stupendous movie. As mm-hmm. is Black Panther. I would put it right up there with those. And uh, the other thing I would say is that I look forward to the sequel because I think Ryan Coogler, if he directs a sequel yeah. of Black Panther two or Black Panther colon blah blah blah. He'll get to take a lot more risks like James Gunn did in Guardians 2 as well. He This was him proving he could do it. Now he can take some risks. And uh, last thing I'll reply to in the comments, we said it earlier on the recorded podcast, but people are asking where to start with Black Panther. I'd say mm-hmm. absolutely the Tana Easy Coats run that just uh, that is relatively recent, going back a little farther. You can pick those up for a fucking song right now. Tim yeah. Moore is bringing up the Unlimited, 04. Uh, Tim Tim Moore's bringing up the 04 Panther run by Reginald Hudlin. That is a good one. I'd also say if you just want one quick story, the Black Panther Secret Invasion tie-in is very good. It's like Mm. four issues long, but Mm. it's great. Mm. And the oldest one I would send you back to without any... without any warnings of this aged poorly Mm -hmm. would be the late 90s Christopher Priest run on Black Panther Mm. look that's all also on sale on Kindle and Comixology right now too so I would yeah they should be on sale we'll try and put some links at the bottom of our page when we eventually post this episode Mm -hmm. lasertimepodcast.com I also want to say that if you want to see when you want to read a recent comic about a black woman fucking up some honkies Southern Bastards is always amazing oh fuck that's that's the one I haven't read yet uh, his daughter now, now is around and yeah. she is pissed for and a also, lot of reasons. And rightfully so. Also, Willie Fresh uh, said what the next Final Frontier is for Marvel, a gay character. Just yeah. one. We also touched on that in the first part of this episode, that Marvel mm. just canceled all their gays. Yeah, all the gays. So, I mean, it's also, I know some people are saying like, oh, I'm, in Ta-Nehisi's run, there is a queer couple of two Dora Milaje guards. Mm-hmm. They don't do that in this, but no. they do there's a lot of shit to introduce. Like, I'm not completely blaming. I'm more mad that Valkyrie was written to be by in, they cut that in scene Thor out. and they cut it out because they're fucking pussies. What vision to be gay? Gay robot. I mean, he, he has no sexuality or he's pansexual, really. Actually, yeah, he's sending the, the, the Scarlet yeah. Witch. Uh, yeah, he marries her. That's true. He could do anything. I have a feeling that's the first one they kill in mm-hmm. Infinity War. Oh, no. It's Cap. Build me a Look, this ending told the, the extra, extra ending tells me like, you are building up Bucky so fucking much. Chris Evans oh is gone, and oh Bucky boy. is Cap. Like, they're doing yeah. Bucky Cap. Oh he boy. looks so skinny without his other arm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a huge spoiler, by the way. But if you made it this far, you've been warned a billion times. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, watch, and if you like this movie, watch some James Bond movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have watch you the heard good, of them? Yeah, watch yeah. the good ones. There's not that many of them. They get a bad them, rap. Casino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch Casino Royale. That's the one you should watch. All right, guys. Well, we got to get out of here. Thanks so much for joining us in the live chat. You can find this uh, lasertimepodcast.com as well as youtube.com slash lasertime for just this video. See what we look like, maybe. Henry, where can people find you? Well, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can follow me there for all my thoughts on Black Panther and politics. Mm -hmm. And also (laughs) updates on my own podcast, Talking Simpsons, where we go through every episode of The Simpsons. From the beginning, I do it with Bob Mackey and Chris. And we go through um, up to Season 7 is where we're at now. And you can support us on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, where... We are in the process of launching very soon Talking Futurama, where we're going to go through the mm. entire first season of Futurama exclusively on the Patreon. So $5 a month, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Mm. And patreon.com slash Laser Time funds things like That's us going live. to the movies and uh, <laughs> hanging out here. And uh, it's where you can get a whole extra bonus podcast called Bonus Time. You get uh, commentaries that, you, that have no syncing required. We'll watch an episode of a cartoon with you, like we just did Megas XLR. Megas XLR. We did the first two episodes of Clerks. Uh, we did Mickey's Christmas Carol, all kinds of those. <laughs> and once in a while, we do a thing called the Monday Night Movie, where we watch a movie with you, and you can get the commentaries for those on the Patreon yeah. or on the Bandcamp page. I want to try and find a last-minute addition to that, maybe, because we have a willing participant this Monday. Want to Monday. do Blade? I would do Blade. All right, let's do Blade let's too. See, let's see what our, our special guest wants to do. Yeah, let's see what he wants to do. We um, won't say who it is yet. But also yeah. check out our other shows like Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game based show. Mm-hmm. We also have Thirty Twenty Ten, where Here you we go and again. Diana Goodman uh, look back at just him, the, just him and Diana, just me and Diana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, we look back at the very week you listened to it in pop culture thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago in nineteen eighty eight, nineteen ninety eight, and two thousand eight. Good times. Well, thanks, guys. Let's go out with some from the Black Panther soundtrack. This is awesome. Yeah. Bye. Peace, guys. Bye.